3: Course Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio.
1: This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. What up? It's Unpaid Bill. Check out this interview with Houston's very own DJ Premier. It talks about how he got his name, what it's like to leave Texas to make it in New York City, and how he found musical enlightenment. It's a QLS classic from March twenty second, 2017. Suprema, su-
4: su- Suprema, roll call, Suprema. Suh, suh, roll call. Suprema. Suh, suh, suprema, roll call. Suprema.
3: Suh, suh, suprema, roll call. Quest love not quest rock? Yeah. Glob trot no stop. Yeah. No courtin' fizzots. Yeah. You fucking robot. Suprema. Suh, suh.
2: And I still best on my call. verse. Suprema. Su- su- roll call. Monte
5: is here. Yeah. Check my sound. Yeah. Y'all niggas is violate. Yeah. Straight up and down. Roll <laughs> <laughs> call. Suprema. <laughs> su- su- suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Su- su-
3: suprema. Roll
2: call.
6: I'm Sugar Steve. Yeah. I cannot lie. Yeah. I watch Primo. Yeah. Make devil's pie. Roll call.
2: That's suprema. Right. Sun su- suprema. Roll call. Suprema. So su- su- supremo roll call Still is here yeah. yeah you know my yeah. yeah! Reuse my roll calls yeah. Whenever I please yeah. <laughs> Supremo yeah. Su- su- oh Suprema
0: roll call. Suprema, su- 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 Suprema roll call. It's my ear. Yeah. Sitting with a G. Yeah. Motherfucking premier. Yeah. You know my steed. Go <laughs> <laughs> Suprema. Su- su-
7: <laughs> su- Suprema roll call. Your turn. All right.
4: Suprema, oh, I su-
2: yes,
7: Suprema roll call. My name is Preem. Yeah. yeah. I am Suprema. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the roll call. Yeah. yeah. Not a cantina. Roll call, Suprema, su, su, Suprema, Roll Call, Suprema, Su, Su, Suprema, Roll Call, Suprema.
3: Su, su, Supremo roll call. Suprema. Sup su, Supremo roll
7: call. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. This <laughs> <hear> me. <laughs> is mean, me.
3: This is hitting me now. We should have did Supremo. I was, awesome. I was, oh, oh, I was oh, thinking damn. that right as we started. Supremo. Yeah, that sound
2: like Supremo. Questlove Supremo. Take two. Nah. Nah, nah, nah,
7: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. She looks uh, mad because she didn't get steezed. He did steez before. Fucking,
5: yeah. Come on, Yo, man. that, that was, very rarely happens that yeah, we'll yeah. hit the same yeah. one. That was. A rare I mean, one. I
2: had two of my lines get stolen, so I mean. <laughs> it
3: is
0: true. So I'll take all
2: right. Damn.
3: See now you know because I figured one of them rants <laughs> was going to be part of that.
4: Yeah. Just a I,
3: I initially was going to use the violin straight over. Then I was like, nah. Let me go to the you okay. fucking robots, robots, robots.
5: <laughs> fucking robots. Well, ladies and
3: gentlemen, if you have not guessed, uh, this is going to be an instant uh, fan out classic episode of Questlove Supreme. Uh, Without further ado, we have one of the greatest, most celebrated, most awesomest uh, flag torch bearing members of, of hip hop culture with us today. DJ Premier, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yes, sir.
3: Um, okay, so I, I want to apologize in advance for the um, massive amounts of, of fanning out that we're going to do.
4: <laughs>
3: um, I'm going to try and keep the inside speak and in,
5: in, in, exactly the clean. rabbit hole. Keep the rabbit hole. Not, yeah, I don't won't go try too to deep, fall go any rabbit holes. We got a lot so, to cover. Stay, stay out of that sunken place.
7: And I have on a, a shirt that you you were one of the first ones to say you were a fan of the NYGs. Yes, that, that, yes. You know, so I remember a long time ago, you're like, when are they coming out? Yes. So they're yeah, about to come the punch, out. man. Yeah, shout the patch and uh, and yeah, sure. Shabino. So uh, I'll make sure I get you an advanced copy of the it's, album. It's, it's coming yeah. out soon? Yeah, yeah. We, we, I'm mixing now. I produced the whole thing. It's straight New York sounding gutter, raw lyrics, you know, from the perspective of the, the true adult streets, you know. I would expect Stuff nothing less. Stuff we can relate to.
5: I see. Um, yeah, my first time meeting you was at a New York mrg show at uh we were in Knitting Factory. A
7: Knitting, oh Nitty Factory. It was wow. a Nitty Factory
5: 2002 wow, We did an yeah. LB show and it was that was actually my first time meeting you and Guru. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh rest in peace. We uh we did a first joint, we did like our first little showcase. Yeah, it was new, it was little brother, knots and uh Frank and Nate was and, supposed and to be Frank there. Nank, Frank and Dank. Frank and Dank No, they there? were there, yeah. Frank and was, was supposed there. to be, they be there. rapper too. They uh, were doing uh Take the Clothes Off. They were doing Take Them Clothes yeah. Off. But it was people in the crowd saying, "Take them coats off," and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Cause they had the furs yeah, on and shit." I remember that. I remember that, that. shit was the fucked up. Off.
7: That was the original Knitting Factory before yep. they moved. Before they moved, they it. moved to Williamsburg.
5: Yep, and I met yeah. Preen back upstairs. I was like, "Yo," was the first. I was like, "Man, what's up?" His first thing to me, "Yo, yo, yeah, yo, son, I only did two records in my life." You know what I'm saying? I only did two records. I only did two records in my life. And uh, Guru was there, and uh, yeah, it was a crazy night. Yeah, man. Man. God, it was long ago. Okay, so what I always wanted to know.
3: I mean, you're so New York, mm-hmm. and Gangstar was such the consummate New York group, mm-hmm. yet you guys didn't start
7: from New York City. Right. You started from Boston, and I started from Texas.
2: How? How?
7: <laughs> For me, it was uh, my mom it, it is an art teacher, and she just... Had so many records in the house, you know the rules were don't touch the top of the record, only hold the edges, or you get a a, a, a we we call it a whooping, not a spanking, a whooping. I touched the top because I just wanted to see what does touching the top do. She goes, you got your fingerprints on it, you dumb motherfucker. Smack, smack,
4: <laughs> and, and, you know, and like,
7: like and then, but I mean, we I got plenty of whoopings because you know I I, I looked at. Records as a toy because the labels was what attracted me. The way they looked when they spun, I was really attracted to the labels. You know, it's like wow, Motown—the way it looked in Tamla. Dark skin Motown versus light yeah, skin Motown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yo, yep, I thought yeah. I was the only one that made yeah. that. Oh, like the blue versus the yellow and the brown. Well, Motown. Yeah. Uh, like Tamla Harry- was
5: the yellow <laughs> and the brown.
3: Harry Wagner once ex- uh, at Universal explained to me that because Motown used. 18 different factories across the United States uh, to print their... Like, they didn't do their own pressing. It was never consistent. So the ink would be consistent. So you would have some Motown print that had a very dark hue to it. Mm -hmm. And then you had a a lighter Motown. But sometimes even the Tamala would be uh, a very dark label versus a light one. Like, Mm -hmm. it would just...
7: Gordy. Gordy. It would depend
3: on, you know... Yeah, what pressing plant
7: used? Yeah, but the labels always fascinated me, just the way it looked when it spun. And then on top of that, you know, you had semi even not semi auto. You know, they they went to semi automatics, but it <laughs> looked almost like a gun. But they, they these were fully automatic turntables, which at that time my mother called it a record player, not a turntable. Yeah. So. Seeing her stack the, the the spindle with the the that looks like a, a bottle rocket, whatever, and stack that, and then put five forty fives on there, and let the arm hold it, and, and then the arm goes up, touches it, goes back, the record drops in it. I'm like, how does it know to land there? Like, you know. So I took hers apart, which got oh, me. Oh shit! I was like, um, what did that get you? Because <laughs> I wanted to see the mechanics of what's making it do that yeah. and know where to land. And then on top of that, when you put a a, 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 a tw- you know an album. It knew to start at the album where it's like how's it going go here, but on the forty-five it goes all the way inside and lands right on the. T- I was in the jukeboxes too. I would just stare at a jukebox because almost any restaurant back then had a jukebox, and I would just stare at it and watch it shuffle the records, and then you, you know like that. That's I know. What, I'm like
4: that's
3: why he's like Happy Days. You know? Cause <laughs> I don't feel crazy right now. I do not feel I used crazy. To do the same stuff. Happy Days. Man. Would you would you rotate records without even listening to it oh, just yeah, to see yeah. what it looked like spinning? Yep. 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 Were you biased against labels that you didn't like copy wise, even if they had good music? Did you judge it on the label?
7: Did you judge it on the label like I do now?
3: Like, I never liked Capital. So yeah. thus It yeah. took me a long time Like especially Old school capital, 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 capital
7: Or orange capital Like Nat
3: King Cole capital Okay the black With the rainbow around the Yeah rainbow. I, That's yeah. why I never touched My dad's capital record. Right black It with took the me the long rainbow. To get in
5: the Beatles And the Beach Boys Like mm, all that stuff Wow So Who you had the, had the same best way? label Who was the like the one I used to like Warner you know Brothers
3: scary labels Used to scare me I never liked Buddha <laughs> Yeah with the little band At the <laughs> bottom the little, I
5: liked Kurt, Kurt Tom Kurt
3: Tom Look at that but here's the thing, though. <laughs> you like Kurt Tom? Yeah. I scared as shit out of Kurt Tom. Tom. Kurt we Tom was literally fake out his mouth to say that label. at the same time. I would, I, never, two ever, I would never, to listen to If There's Hell Below.
7: We all gotta go. We're all
3: gonna go with all that psychedelic echo uh-huh. effect to it. In the dark, as a three-year-old, watching that Kurt Tom label, in the Nah, you really (laughs) gonna But I'd be obsessed with it. Like I make them put it on, then I run upstairs and hide under the covers.
7: (laughs) I only I hid under the covers when Jaws came out because I thought the shark could come in. But I'm like, (laughs) and if you think about it, the shark can't swim without water. Right. (laughs) But I just remember going to see Jaws with my family and just that. I was so scared of of staying by myself. You know, my 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 parents let us stay by ourselves at a young age because it's just like that in the South, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, you, can, you know, you leave your door unlocked and people just walk in. You know, like I'm from that. Like, hey, hey, uh, hey, hey is your dad home? It's not, you know, unchained five. Lives. I learned that when I came to New York, and, <laughs> and, my, and my mom's from Baltimore, so even when we used to stay at my grandmother's house, same thing. They had all these like all these locks, and you're just like, damn, you know, what's the you know, but then you see the corner store right outside the, the, the house where everybody's fighting and screaming and breaking glass. And I'm like,
4: oh, I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go back to Texas.
7: You know, and then you get to the teenage age where it's like, yo, I love all this
5: violent stuff, you know.
7: <laughs> and then that's when the changes started. To, the change started to
0: come.
5: Your, uh, shot to Sam Cook. Your, fa- uh, your father, he was a professor at Prairie View. Yeah,
0: yeah. View, yeah and yeah. he was my
5: dean. Wow.
0: Imagine that. So you went for free?
7: no. What? Well, I mean, yeah, he paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> was your major? What was your major? Computer science, but not, and none of those languages exist. You know, I took Fortran and Basic and COBOL. I like Cobol. Basic COBOL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, none of them. And now,
3: You can't get your receipt back. Right <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so wait, if if the if the turntable was a, such a sacred, holy ground in your household. Mm. What happened the very first time you ever heard the adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the wheels of steel?
7: Oh,
3: man. Did you
7: hear it as a youngster in well, in Texas? No, I, I was... Um I was going back and forth. well, yeah. But I was going back and forth because my grandfather lived in Brooklyn. That's how the first Brooklyn connection happened because he used to, he lived in Brooklyn. So uh, being staying with him, he and I used to always go to. A, uh, I was really into into pinball uh, games heavy as a kid. So he's always take me to Playland in Times Square, and then we'd always go to a Yankee games. So I was so used to going to ba- baseball games with him. That's how I got into baseball. I played. I played when I was young, and uh, the, he's the one that got me into that. And then he used to tour with his band, and uh, he played trombone, trumpet, guitar, and uh, upright bass. So he used to always show me all the pictures, like, yeah, this is when I was in Germany, this is when I was here, this is when I was there. And I remember his, his wife, Rooney, God bless her, she's always go, oh, Bill, there you go. It, uh, it, it, he loves to brag about all the places he's been, <laughs> but for me it was like, wow, all this music. Took you all these places, you know. So I wanted to do that That same thing. Yeah, but so.
3: So it wasn't like you scratched on the home turntable in.
7: Nah, not then, but by the time scratching came out. I just was wanted to figure out how they able to bring it back like that, and then uh, my my homie uh, who's still a friend of mine, uh, RP Cola, his name is Randy Pettis. He went to my college, so I didn't really understand the scratching aspect as far as how they're making the record come back until like 1985 when when uh, 84 I'm sorry 84 when I was in college. Uh, cause I graduated high school in '84. My, my my freshman year in college, I went I went to summer school just so I could. I just wanted to be in college so bad, cause you know that just to get away, hang out with all the people. And we we don't we only live five minutes from the college, but
5: it's still a different world yeah, when you yeah, live on and campus. Now I'm on the
7: dorms and with the boys, we're drinking, we're doing all the stuff that that, that you want to do away from your parents. And and uh, I just remember, man, he was scratching, and and he had these felt pads on there, and I'm I was like, yo. How are you doing that? And, and and he was like, I'll show you. He said, come to my dorm. And I went to his dorm. He showed me how to cut on his old... Big Gemini. It was a big Gemini mixer. It was silver with wood on the side. That's all I remember. The big silver, damn you had to run to the, get the crossfader, you know. <laughs> and he was catch the
3: train. And, and the
7: way the way the way the dorms were set up, shot to Holly Hall. That was that was the dorm of all the wildness. He the way he had it set up, he had two on the right because he couldn't. That was he my couldn't, next question, he couldn't you do left up. and right because but he cut left and right, but it, only when he was doing the gigs. At his, at his at his dorm, he would set him up on the right. So being, I got so used to learning it that way, I just stuck with that way. I could, you know, I got better now where I you know have to cross over and everything. But I, I now I don't want him that way. But if it's set up that way, I'm still nice to do it with him on the right. Or and then the second thing that led me just keeping on the right was when uh, Malcolm McLaren and the world famous Supreme Team came out with the album D like scratching you see the turntables are together girl, yeah girl, the girl. turntables are together on the cover and the mixer is a GLI mixer in the front so i was like i want to do that but i'm just going to move them back over like
5: the way rp taught me first yeah. time i saw you cut that was that was what you had him. Yeah, that was right, that you had them on the right Yeah. see yeah. i've been told that was called philly style mm-hmm. but
3: i don't know if i can claim that now so it's cause was, was that like cash money was he cutting like that is i it? don't know like just every philly dj um Jeff's the first guy I ever seen cut normal with left and right turntables, but most Philly DJs that I've known always have the turntables to the left okay. and the mixer to the right Wow because that's that's how I learned mm. uh. and even it even further uh, uh got validated. I once saw uh whoever tone Loke's DJ was him walk
4: whoa. DJ Where's Im- Bill at when we <laughs> need it? <him? laughs> how do you know these,
5: how
3: you know these things? things? How do you know? Oh, wait, DJ
5: M Walk. No, I remember. <laughs> how I, do you know that? I don't know how I remember that, but I think he shouted him out in a song or something. But that was a DJ Still, you M pulled walk. that out way too fast.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is there anything you Pause. don't
5: know? Nah, it's plenty. This That's why, I'm that's, why, that's why he's he's part of the breaks.
3: God <laughs> nah, damn. Well, yeah, Look, M walk like was doing it bat- Philly uh style with. On the side I never saw that either Where okay. the turntable Yeah with yeah needle. you did It's at yeah. 12 o'clock yep. Yep. yep So
5: Then I was like Oh okay That's how you're supposed to do it
3: But So yeah. is
5: that when you became Like when you started Going by uh, Waxmaster C was Yeah I just wanted To have a name And uh you know First I
7: was DJ Chris Okay You know and then uh, Waxmaster Seagull, I was like, damn! Everybody's Jam Master, Grandmaster, no one's Waxmaster. And right when I claimed that name, Waxmaster Tory came out on B Boy Records. And I, and the fact it was on B Boy Records with KRS, with you know, with Criminal Minded and all that, I was, and uh, you know, KG the All from the from the uh, Cold Crush, and I was just like, damn, man, hey, yeah. this, this dude's gonna blow, and now nah, I can't use that one. You know, but he was a DJ, but uh, but just Waxmaster Tory, yeah, it I was like, damn, but. I kept it, and then it, when uh, when I joined Gangstar, Stu Fine, who was the owner of Wild Pitch, it was a husband wife wife uh, owned label. Mm-hmm. Stu Fine was like, I really don't like your name. And, <laughs> and I was like, man, what's wrong? He said, it just doesn't catch, it just doesn't catch. Why don't you see if you can come up with a new name? And I was like, well, let me let me get back to you. And I had gone back to Texas to go to school, so I just made a list. You know, I, me- I remember it was DJ Scratch and Cut, <laughs> I had a uh, uh, DJ uh, t- uh, turn turn around. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, turn around. Hey man, we all <laughs> we all had names in our in yeah, our backyard. Uh, I, had, I had mix and scratch. Um, Premier was one of them. You know, I made a little list. Uh-huh. And uh, my mom always keeps these yellow uh, tablets. You know, around the house, which I to Legal this day, paid. yeah, to this very day, I keep them as well because I got <laughs> some in one of my bag that I brought with me. Uh, th- th- it's just a thing. So. I, I wrote, wrote like seven or eight. I, I wanted to do at least ten, but I wrote, wrote about seven. I remember I had, uh, uh, I had Revolve,
5: I had Revolution, <laughs> Revolution. Shout out to DJ
7: Revolution, who's one of the nastiest cutters ever. Uh, and you know, but, and so I showed my mom, and she was looking at it. And she goes, "I think you should go with Premiere because you always always want to be first and stuff, and this and that." And I used to repair everybody's stuff in my neighborhood. Uh, actually, Travis Scott's father was like my OG. What? Yeah, you you know his father. Yeah, 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 of course. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's he, he's you know he's probably like I'm fifty. He's probably like fifty seven, fifty eight. But but yeah, Jack Webster, which which actually Travis Scott used to be Jack Webster before he changed to Travis Scott. It's Jack it's Jack Webster and Travis Webster and their brothers. And uh, south to Sonora Webster and and uh, rest peace to their dad who who's actually used to play cards every Thursday with my father. He just passed uh going on three years now, right. and uh and uh, shout out to Ms. Webster who's. First, first person in my neighborhood I heard curse more than Richard Pry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the old lady on I, the I block it, every right. every Christmas week, we still <laughs> go over to her house and go see her, and she's just a. Barrel of fun. and She's just so funny. So you know, I I remember when they were telling me about uh, Travis Scott wanting to get on and everything, and and uh, they would play, give me his music and stuff. So like, he's popping now. And this is still but, in.
5: This is back in preview. Yeah,
7: yeah. And and uh, Jack Jack and Travis played bass and drums. And they were the first one with a pool table. The first one with a VCR in our neighborhood. So we and they lived like three houses from me. So I used to go over there to their game room, play pool, and learn how to play drums and bass. And that's where. My instrumentation came from. I took piano lessons, but by second grade, I was like, ah, I don't it. want to do that. I want to play cowboys and Indians and all that stuff, you know." <laughs> so, started doing that type of stuff, and then I was in little league baseball. So, uh, so th- during that time, I just, you know, but kind of, I left the uh, the, uh, the 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 um, everything else to the side. Next thing you know, um, the, everything started to trickle into the you know the the turntable stage of everything, and. And, uh, you know, music was always just heavy in the house, so.
0: All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state.
5: You started out DJing and doing Wax, uh, wax, masters, wax Master C Oh, th-
7: th- not to cut well, you. On, yeah, th- th- you know, I straight like Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, this what, what? rabbit hole central, man. So I called like So I called, when, when, when my mom said premiere sounds like the one, I called uh, Stu and said, what do you think of DJ premiere? He goes, that's it. I love it. And, and that's Talk what,
5: about Stu, man, because I've heard, like, a lot of stories about wild, people. I mean, you know, Diamond mm-hmm. do not want to make a pitch wild, all that, yeah. Like, what was he like as a businessman, and what was that first Yankstar deal like for, for
7: me? Even when, uh, when we met my first manager, Patrick Moxie, who you know started Payday Records, uh, and, and Empire Management was our management, uh, with, with, with Patrick. I remember we went to a party and he goes, yo, man, loving the new Gangstar record. First thing we got to do is get you off that small label. And I looked at him like, oh, you're about to ruin our stuff because Stu was so cool. Wow. Like We we, he, we got along well. And like I said, it was a husband and wife uh, label. Guru's the one that heard, they used to go through the shoebox of demos that got sent to him. And he heard my demo and he heard Laura Finesse's demo. What's the label? Wild Pitch. Wild, Wild okay. Pitch. So, what was your
5: demo at the time? So we I was, you I, I, yeah, I was got, in a group
7: yeah, call. We we were called MCs in control. You know, <laughs> MIC, MCs in control. It was me, my MC Top Ski, Sugar Pop, Big Sugar. No, no, Sugar oh, Pop, oh, Sugar Pop. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if that was yeah, They all, all from South Dallas, shot to Old okay. Cliff and all of oh, that. Shit. So you know, so they all went. To, we all went to school together, and and then there was Styly T. Styly T was our flavor Flav. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I mean like he was just I mean and not only that he's not acting like that this is really how he is you know and when I just went on the prime tour two years ago when I went to Dallas I saw all of them and we all still talk to each other call each other text and they come to my shows we we still call each other like it's a regular thing they're not mad that I took off and, and continued because they couldn't really afford to come to New York uh, me and Top were in New York shopping the demos uh, I gotta credit Carlos Garza because he's the one that got me a job at, at a at a Sound record store, which was the store in the hood in Houston to go to. If you in the, if you're from the streets and you want to get anything, you gotta come to Soundwave's. So all the all the players and the pimps used to come in there with the furs and the and this is in hot Texas with <laughs> with gators on and everything. Hey, hey buddy you got some of that latimo? <laughs> you know Yeah. A lot of more and and plus we sold Zydeco music. A lot of people yeah, don't know what Zydeco like music. Kind yeah, of that, New that, That's huge down in Texas and so I, I you know and you had to know your music. And so it, it so what it was, uh this is how I got the job. I actually used to the, the, the price tags were easy to peel off, okay. and they had like three ninety nine or 12 inch. So we were putting the 199 ones on, and Carlos saw me doing it, mm. but he didn't confront me because I was with Top, and Top was a very cocky dude. Yo, yeah, fuck, fuck all that, man. You know, ain't nobody gonna be, be too front on us. You know, that's how he, that's how Top is. What year is this? This is probably like 80, this is 84, 85. Yeah, so, uh, So, when we get to the counter and I got a stack of 12 inches, Carlos is the one that puts the prices on it because he's the 12-inch buyer from the warehouse. He's the one that says, hey, give me 10 Tone Lokes, give me 10 millie Vanillies, girl, you know it's true, stuff like that. So... Uh, when he saw what I what, what I was buying, he's like, "Dude, these prices are wrong." And you know me, I'm, I'm acting tough. Yo, man, it's $1.99. dollar ninety nine. That's what I'm paying. He said, "But they're three $3.99. I, I'm the one that priced those. I, I'm like, "Well, whatever's on there is what I'm paying for." If you if you're gonna fit, change the prices, you're gonna put it on next time I buy a record. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I was like you and I was like you and as Shane. I was <laughs> like, yeah, Shane. you know. So so from there. Uh I came back in the store, you know, maybe a couple of weeks later and he was just like, "Yo man, yeah, I, I saw what you bought. You know, you you had so you picked a lot of Taste. high records that mm-hmm. I just got in. You know how you know all that stuff." And I'm like, "Well, I'm moving to New York. I'm from here and, you know, I'm going I'm going to work on getting a record deal." He's like, "Yo, you want a job here?" I was like, "Yeah." And then I met met with the the owners and everybody they gave me a job. And uh, from there me and Carlos are uh, the tightest friends. That's how I ended up meeting the Odd Squad with Devin the Dude yeah, and Doug Mug. Yeah, 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 And um, and uh, all you know, all of us got got cool. as I, I met Scarface. I met Willie D. So we we go way back, way back before I had a deal. And then from there, uh, the Billboard had just started having a rap category in Billboard magazine, a rap chart. Okay. So Carlos became the Billboard reporter for Houston for the South. And then they needed, they said, do you want to be the 12 inch buyer? So now I took over as a 12 inch buyer. So I'll call South by South, I mean, not, I mean Southwest Wholesale and say, hey, I need, uh, you know, 100 uh, Wild Thing, Tone Logan. They're like, are you sure you need 100? I'm like, yo, it's moving. Because <laughs> people coming in the store going, yo, we need Wild Thing, Wild Thing for, for the weekend, and, you know, and, and then we can move them. They got to a point where they trusted anything, I, I, I would say order. People and then that's when the bass and, and, the, and the cars was like a new thing. Holding out hit it is what totally got us uh, into the sound system era for us in Texas. Holding out hit it, my my man uh uh, You're right. uh That yeah. is a loud
3: Rick yeah. Rubin
7: always makes this shit way louder than mm-hmm. and and uh, what it was, uh, there's a guy named Otis Curtis. He was part of my rival DJ team, uh, DJ crew, that, that, that we were rivals all the time. It was Chris Garrett, Tony Tapscott, Daryl Tapscott, R.I.P. And we we all friends, played football, everything, but we also enemies. Not not, not the no, bad no, way, rivalry, but, but yeah. rivals with the turntables because we was like, yo, but you ain't got this record, but you ain't got that record. But Otis was the first one to have the big woofers in his truck. And I remember he came pulled up, he goes, yo. I'm about to put on this song by the Beastie Boys. We had already heard like uh, the, brass the, monkey, but well, we had heard Beastie Groove, but didn't have no 808s. And this one, the old Purple Def Jam. So, the Latin uh, Rascals, yeah, yeah, type of exactly. Snare. So then, I remember he. Uh, this is exactly what he said. He said, "Yo." When this record beat beat drops, you better duck. And we like why? He said, Watch. And you know, it starts off with just holding now. It's no, you know, dear, dear. Give it, give it Yo, dear it. And uh, he goes, get ready to duck. And said, as soon as it said, doom," and I'ma chill with and it just said boom, 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 boom. We were like, God damn that's some bass (laughs) and after that everything just started coming out it seemed like it seemed like after that just everything was just boom 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 and then that's how i i got really into molly because molly didn't follow the every kick pattern his would just be just like boom,
4: boom, boom,
7: boom, boom,
5: boom. and we were like yo
7: look where he's placing his shit so that blew me away. And
5: this is even before you had even
7: started yeah. making beats. This is yeah. just still yeah. we're just studying. Yeah, I wasn't
5: even
3: making beats. You, you want to know something hilarious? So your your moment of realization with like this this might call me to the culture. Was Hold It Now Hit It? Yeah. You want to know something hilarious? Mm. So the initial printing of Hold It Now Hit It when Def Jam did it, mm-hmm put the a cappella on right. the a side. Right. Oh, really? Right. So when Lady B ever played it in Philadelphia, we never knew there was drums on the shit. Wow. She was just playing a cappella. Not me. until not until we brought license to ill and I'm still mad even to this day when I play holding Now, hit it like <laughs> on my mixes, <laughs> I play the a cappella wow. in Philly. Wow. It was cuz to us it was like, yo, they are so dope. They don't even need, need a drums beat. to it.
4: <laughs> it right. like, don't need no words.
3: it don't, don't need, need no, no music. music. <laughs> I mean, we never heard of acapella before. So it, this was number one in Philly for like all of 1986. Just we never knew there was music. Wow. We never wow. knew there was drums. Wow. So Shout we never Lady knew. B. We never knew that. So like, and only later I found out the initial pressings of it. Like, I, I think Muro in Japan, okay. I brought... A twelve inch, we're holding out here the
5: acapella, They call it Acapulca. Yep,
4: that's what it says, yep, <laughs> Yeah, that's
3: what it says, Yeah, was on the A side, and the other version was on the B side. But yeah, Damn. never, ever. I
5: never knew it was Acap.
3: Just
7: a yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's what that that's really what, what set off as far as the eight oh eight sound for me. And then that, from from there, that's why I was like, man. But when it came to Marley, that's when I was like, I want to I want to learn how to make beats. It was just everything his. It, when I heard the bridge, you know, I remember uh, Run DMC and uh, Dana Dane came to our, our, sh- uh, our college to perform. And during the break, you know, when they're setting up the equipment and everything, I just remember, I thought it was called the breaks because it, it sounded like it was going, the break, the break, the break, the break, the break, rah, rah, the break, the break. The, I and thought I that didn't know it was saying the bridge. And then I, I remember, like, that was around the time I met Carlos, and I was like, yo, there's a song called The goes, The Break.' The he goes, no, it's saying The Bridge. He goes, I got it right over here. And it said Bridge Records, and it just looked so plain, but it, it looked New York, like the label. I was like, again, labels, the way they look. <laughs> they, they, you know, they just make you bug out based on the no label. Now you'll see a label with some weird shit and go, oh, it's, I know it's something on it. You
4: know? So
3: what was... Th- was general hip hop culture in Houston derivative of New York culture? Like, okay, we see Run DMC doing that. Mm-hmm. So, what's up, homeboy? Like, did real everybody was at that everybody. point? Because right. there was no was southern. Was southern?
7: When did Houston
3: establish their own thing? Like, okay, we don't have to be
7: New York or mm-hmm. L.A. We could be ourselves. Like, it's gotta say the ghetto boys, you know, because. I go back to knowing the ghetto boys when it was Johnny, when, you know, when it was way Crazy before Face, Ready Red, yeah, then, before Ready Red. Oh, wow. jukebox and uh, Johnny C and everybody that you know. This mm-hmm. is uh, you know when when Face came, he was a DJ action, you know. So uh, even Bushwick Bill wasn't in the group officially yet. So then Ready Red came in late on, like when Def Four and all of them came out, um, and and uh, Raheem. So during the 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 first record that that came out was called car freak that was the first ghetto boys record and we were like wow they got the dope filo suits on and they got the fat cables like where are they getting it? this is in houston where are you finding cables at <laughs> you know what i'm saying but they had the big dookie ropes and it was like wow you know they they got them already and uh everybody knew jay prince cuz we had a we had a club called the rhinestone wrangler okay. which was the tunnel back in the 80s And and Jay Prince was one of the owners of that club. So, uh, and then RP, the one that taught me how to scratch, was working there on at nights. So that's why, yeah. So he would always get me in. And he, this is when he's playing. He's not really playing, you know. Yeah, you'll play Car Freak from the Ghetto Boys and play Captain Jack, who was a local DJ and radio personality. And he had a record called "Don't Do It Like That, Baby." Yeah, so so back then people go, yo, don't do it like that, baby. That was like a saying. Okay. So he he made that as like an anthem before the Fat Man Scoops. This was the, don't do it like that, baby was the anthem. <laughs> <clears throat> so that got played, and then uh and uh and you know Steve Fournier and all them was a major part of uh, of Houston, but in the club, besides if it wasn't Ghetto Boys, it was Stetsasonic. uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody beats the biz. Uh, Make the music with your mouth. Uh, the bridge, like it was those types of records in Texas. Like, no no bias against, against. Nah, like, nah, nah. So it was all. fresh. I was those, there, you know, Okay. Like, I yeah, I mean, because it was the
5: same for us, like in North Carolina. Like it was, you know, when we were young, like New York. I mean, that was it. So mm-hmm. whatever was coming whatever hip hop was out. There, yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't That's regional. What it was. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It hadn't uh, become regionalized yet. Mm-hmm. So like at the time, so you're still, are, are you DJing at this point or are you at the time when By you-
7: 84, you know, into 85 when <clears throat> once, uh, I was already doing parties, but I just knew how to blend. Oh, okay. I didn't know how to cut. I didn't know how to do nothing. I was just very, and I used to sit down and just, just spin. I wasn't standing up. <laughs> I would just sit there, do the crowds rocking, and I would just sit there and go- <laughs> Fader <Precise>. right <aroma>. yeah. <laughs> and everybody's still rocking and I always had just the hottest stuff. And then and then uh how many crates are you bringing to a party? <clears throat> at that time, probably like 10, 15. What Every, the and, hell? What do you? And, you, know <laughs> wait, you know why? Because everybody, you know why? Because everybody, it was a place called the Memorial Center. And then we also <laughs> spun at a place called the Newman Center, which is part of the church I went to. I used to go to Catholic Church. I was an altar boy, all that stuff. Right. And uh, so the Newman Center was the place to have the jam, so it's the spot. And when we spun it at the Newman Center um, and at the Memorial Center, Everybody wants to get in because they, you know, you gotta pay to get the get in the door. They were really strict like that. No, you gotta pay. You know, it was probably a dollar then, and I was like a big dollar. No, I ain't got a dollar. Yo, people always help you carry the crates in, and they're not there when it's time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, you know, no, no one's there to help you. Yeah, you know, be t- out of ten people, be two two people to help you. So, uh, and that, back then we had our own equipment. recipes to the Theodore Archer, we call him Meatball. He he and I had a DJ crew. Uh, my mom made just the little cards, and you know uh, what were we call we would call magic sounds. My mom named it. I didn't like it. <laughs> magic sounds. I was like, ma, because we had Magic One Hundred and Two, okay. which was our hip hop and R and B station. But they back then they played, like I said, the mix show played, nothing but predominantly New York hip hop because that's all you really had. That's
5: all you had. Yeah.
7: And it, but but then we had Egyptian Lover. For the West Coast, you had Egyptian Lover. You had a uh, mixed match Spade. Crew Ice T wasn't even out really like yet. He had a record called Cold Wind Madness. A lot of people don't know that he has a record. <clears throat> it's on a blue is that the label. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis one? Yeah. Yes,
5: so, it is. Yeah, the Cold Wind Madness. Do you Madness. know about that?
7: So, right
3: before Just Be Good to Me, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were making little uh, instrumentals and that blue label. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it did, did bad, oh, bad Captain, times, you know. Captain Rock. I can't yeah.
7: stand Captain.
4: that. Oh. You can't stand that. That was Jimmy Lewis. Yes. Yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. Wait till their episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm waiting for yeah. That.
5: Yeah. <laughs> was that before? So that was before. Uh, you named name Egyptian Lover. Uh, what Egyptian Lover was a big um,
7: deal. We, two show was just God, on I was um, because we now I have West Coast friends who I met in college, this guy Stevie Steve, he used to be like, man, you on all that New York stuff, y'all always put it on plus two, we put it on plus eight. And, <laughs> and I was like, so he said, yeah, can we cut faster? And he, he's always had that attitude. He's like, let me show you what we could do. And he put on the Al and fish from Hashim. Uh, it's time. time. And he's like, I'm like, wow, he's doing this fast. He's like, yeah, stick to your plus two. That's all our, I will always remember him saying that. Yeah, stick to your little plus two. Because he would always, every time he get he go, can I get off for a little while? He would just slap it down the posse. You know, what I'm saying, Shout <laughs> like, shout to Stevie Steve wherever you are. Shout out to John Twine. Uh, these are guys. Yeah, John Twine, man. He was like the pretty boy from the West Coast. But they, they taught us how to do the dance called the guess. Because okay. I used to dance back then. I was in, I was in a, a, a b boy crew. Everything. That's when you know I had footwork and everything. You know, <laughs> we used to battle uh, the legend. Um, uh, used to play for the Rams. Uh, um. Uh, 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 Oh my God. Uh, Harvey Williams he used to play with the Rams and he played with the Raiders. Um we used to battle him and his brother Daryl Williams and they used to wear the tuxedo jackets with the with the white capizio and and Capizios. the white gloves. And then they would moonwalk. I, they were the first ones I ever saw moonwalk where it looked like they were literally floating on air. I was like, yo, these dudes are nasty. We gotta kill them in the next battle. Wait
3: yeah. a minute. All right. I, I'm mind mind-blowing right here. All right, you're listening to Quest Love Supreme on Pandora. Uh, we're here with Team Supreme and our very special guest DJ Two Plus, the plus two, the 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 Larry Love of Houston <laughs> <laughs> hip hop dancer yeah. DJ Premier.
7: yeah,
3: um, yo know, So I'm like I'm really shocked because the only inkling that I had that Houston even had a culture was when Chuck D shot it out. Ghetto boys in mm. on Fear of a Black Planet. Mm. Like it
7: really wasn't even occurring to me that way before. Hip hop was And and the, the the guy that's like the quote unquote Melly Mel of Houston, mm. his name is Kay Reno.
5: Oh yeah, K. Reno. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah. K. Reno. Yeah. If you ask Faze, Bundy, any of them, like, who's your? Was the guy? Who's the guy you look up to from Houston? They're not gonna even go. Um, I would. They're gonna automatically say K. Reno. He just released an album called The Big Seven. Uh, I just posted it on Instagram a couple of days ago. He just released seven albums all in the same day. Yeah. Just came out he's just a militant angry, yeah. a militant angry just I don't just fuck you all type rapper <laughs> and he can spit he's actually on the NYG's album on a song about uh, it's called introduction to manhood which is pretty much about uh how many how, how many youth. Black kids go to jail to be, learn to be a man because they, they don't really know until they hit a consequence where they got to go to jail and really face real men. So so it's all about that. So it's K-Reno, you know, NYG's and Lil' Fame from M.O.P. It's a real ill song. The beat is crazy, and <clears throat> it's it's very serious beat, but it sounds like, you you know, you're running high hoodie music, <laughs> but K-Reno bodied it. I mean, it just... Man, he, he yeah, K. Reno, man, big up to him. He's the, he's the, you know, he's from South Park, so that's South Side. He, he's the South Park general, so you know, the, it's really North Side and, uh, and South Side in Houston, yeah. So and most, and then you got most City, which is Missouri City, so you know. So, at, at
3: this rate, are you thinking like, okay, this is a career for me, and mm-hmm. or is it just now? How did you? Because you're not in the original. Generation incarnation of Gangstar. No, I'm in the third Actually, generation. Actually, surprisingly,
7: neither was Guru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- I'm, the, I'm the third generation. Uh, first generation is Guru, Suge, and Suge's brother, Suave D. He, he, he was, that was the first Gangstar. They named Gangstar when they were going to Morehouse. You know, Suge was hustling out there. And, uh, you know, Guru was going to college and, uh, and uh, they were called the gangsters because, you know, Suge wanted to keep it, Yeah, yeah, we keeping it hard, you know, Suge was heavy in the streets at the time. So from there, they said, you know what, let's call it gangstar to kind of not soften it, but just have it more accessible of a name and have it catchy. So they they originated the name Suge, Suave D and and Guru. Then from there, Suge got incarcerated, did, 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 a, did a few years of time. And then uh, another MC stepped in uh, because it was only one MC, but now it's two MCs. It's Damo Dizki and Guru, but Guru wrote all the rhymes for Damo. Damo uh, uh, would would rap with Guru, and then the, the DJ, his name was Mike D, but his DJ name was DJ Wanna Be Down. But he spelled <laughs> but, but he spelled it DJ one one the two the, the number two all right B the letter B and then down, so it was DJ one two B down but if you say it all in one and if you listen to the first 12 minutes, you go yeah DJ wanna be down on DJ on the wheels you know so yeah DJ wanna be down Mike D's brother's name is Gangstar T so that's another addition of the name but even though they had already started Gangstar already with Suge and Suave D and Guru but Gangstar T was a known guy in Boston and again Mike D is his brother in the group so that's how that, 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 that those affiliations happened and then when it got to the point of Guru staying in New York when he's living in Brooklyn he uh, and he got with me, they, he was like, man, if they're not going to come up here and help you know, get us to a, a point where they're only showing up when there's shows and money, I'm, I'm not going to have them be in the group. I mean, it's just going to be me and you. So I was like, well, that's on you. And that's when that, that beef started where they were like, well, we're going to be Gangstar Posse. And uh, you know that's when Little Shab, who's from East New York, he was friends with Jay Ruth the Damager, and then that that, that, that they kind of angry that that Guru kept running with the name, so they started that. But then you know that got shut down quick. We were doing disc records and stuff like that, and I didn't I didn't know them, but I knew whoever it is, if it's to that degree where we got to got to get it on. I I was always like, not was I am still front line if it's something that's going to protect our team, and, and and I'm like that to this day.
1: Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1 800 Discover to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash/credit card.
4: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
5: How did you and Guru even meet? Because you signed this yeah. at uh, the Wild Pitch. Mm-hmm. He Stu find finds your demo,
7: right? Well, Guru really found the demo and said, Stu. Check this oh, out. Oh, said, Stu. Check yeah. this. out. So,
5: how did you and him actually meet?
7: Um. So Stu said, you know, I should put y'all together. But I, I Stu, I wanted Stu to sign the MCs in Control. But now we had changed our name to ICP, which was Inner Circle Posse. But there's a reggae group called that.
5: I, that's yeah, I was like, why oh, does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah.
7: Okay, okay. yeah, so we so with, with that, we were just like, we were, just, we we're just ICP, you know, and we'll say in the circle posse and our and our and it's, our Raps same and all stuff. Posse <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. like,
3: wow, what, so, were,
7: what equipment were you using? Then I was on, uh, Carlos had an SB12 that he had bought and a uh,
3: 12, the, the blue one, so you couldn't save the sounds.
7: Nah, well, I, I bought the drive, you know, he had the big big flat square uh <laughs> you know the one that's like a 10 inch <laughs> right right uh disc you know the like one disc. Or... <laughs> yeah, and when you save it go t-
4: t- 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 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so
7: so uh, but then when you saved it, it and you load it back up it's all like uh, you know it's not playing back the same but i learned how to truncate do everything and I, I would just make it and go directly to my cassette decks because i'm like damn it's not saving anything the Way I want, so if you know, I can't reload it up to play it again, yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, when save it, the sound on cassettes, yeah, that, the, that's your Marley Mall, yeah, uh, real, real. <laughs> and then when I got to New York with uh, that, you know, Gordon, shout out to Gordon Franklin, uh, they were they they went to Prairie View as well, so that's how we all met. Okay. So when I told him I was coming back and I want to get some demos done to hopefully get with Gangstar, at the time Stu was like, Well, I just don't like the way your guy raps, he didn't like the way Top rapped. And uh, cause I, the demo me and top did is what got got us to uh, still wanting to sign us, so that's why I'm like, I'm not gonna leave him. And you like uh, the demo that we
5: cut, yeah, yeah that's what you got know me in what saying, the door. yeah,
7: we, we had one called We're Fantastic, we had one called Up Another Level, we had Let My DJ Get Hyped, which was him rapping about me, and I was looping uh, uh, People Make the World Go Around from Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just kept just booga booga boom because oh, uh, I, I, my my man uh, Skeet who was our neighbor in in East New York taught me how to work a four track. I was like wow, so I can just cut this for like five minutes. Now I got that, and then I would just cut the dun, 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 from the Wilton. I mean from the Mill Jackson version, right? Okay, the yellow cover with the right, birds. Yeah, yeah. I cut that over it. Then uh, that that was the that was the beat. Let My DJ Get Hyped turned into DJ Premieres and Deep Concentration because he said let me get off the mic and let my DJ get Hyped, Kip, 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 get the man behind the wheels. So, so all the cuts that I did on that became Deep Concentration once I joined Gangstar, but I and I and I found my demo tape That I gave Stu and Stu gave it back to me. It's in great condition. I'm about to transfer it because you know and digitize it because that's you know sacred ah, stuff. How old is that?
0: I'm like, man, man, you got to take that to the Smithsonian. Bro. Yeah, no, for <laughs> real, I'm not joking. That ass.
7: Even the writing on it, and and you know, just looking at it like, wow, this is. That's I, what started. And I found the the Law Finesse demo. Law Finesse wrote his own. He put Law Finesse the Funky Technician on it with his own handwriting, with the nice you know graffiti wow. style handwriting and everything, you know. And that's how I met Law Finesse when he became a our label mate. Um, you know that was the first person I ever produced this outside of, uh, of Gangstar. But yeah, when they, when when uh when my partner, as far as how we separated, uh top, we, 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 the, 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 Stu even said, look, I'll put y'all in the studio. Maybe you need a professional studio. Maybe I like him. Mm-hmm. puts in the pr- professional studio. Next thing you know, we do a couple more demos. He's like, I still don't like your guy. So I said, I'm not. I can't join Gangstar unless <clears throat> unless I'm with my dude. Time passed. We, we cut him more demos, still no no work. We went to every label, still nothing. <clears throat> Top said, yo, man, if, if in the next couple of months, if we don't get a deal, I'm going into the military. And you know? I was like, nah, <clears throat> not you. That, that's not even his. He, he's so street, it's like that's not even leaving you. Man, we got to knock on the door because we all We're living with Gordon's family now, you know, hanging out in the basement, living there. <clears throat> me, the Gordon, brother Gary, uh, I mean, me and Top, and our dancer, H.L. Rock, shout to, out to H.L., and next thing you know, dude's at the door, and he's like, you know, "In the uniform, going, hey, I'm looking for Theodore Campbell." And I'm like, "For what?" He said, uh, "He's leaving today." You know, he—he—I he, yeah. thought he was bluffing. And he said, "Yeah, he joined the military." Oh, right I'm right. like, "Yo, top!" Yelling down, <laughs> yelling down in the—I uh, was just explaining this at another interview. I was just—and he comes up the stairs with his bags already packed, and I'm like, "You're really leaving?" And he was like, "Yeah." And he said, this rap ain't working. And I was like, but now where's that leave me? I'm like, I'm stuck in New York without you. Because I really thought we were going yeah, to make
5: it. doing him was going to make it, And he's like,
7: yo. And he said, and I thought he enlisted for like a year. I was going to wait. Just be like, when you come home, I, we'll, we'll do it again. He said, no, nah, I enlisted for four years. Hey. I'm like, now that's a lifetime of <laughs> rap music. Called Stu back and said, "Yo, <laughs> my, my my partner just left. He went to the Navy, and he's like, so. And that's when I joined Guru.
0: Is he like wow. a captain now?
7: All he not he, he actually got discharged, uh-huh. but uh, he's doing well. He's got he got a beautiful family. We're we homies. We we still see each other. Everything. I like I said. I see everybody. But we all. Always calling each other, texting each other, everything's good. Good with everybody. So, no, no hard so feelings.
3: So, in the vein of third base, this is almost like an arranged marriage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That worked. That was man, mm-hmm. or yeah. did it? <laughs>
7: <laughs> both, both. And I told Guru at the beginning, I said, "Listen, I still want to produce other acts, you know. So, please, you know, if you got a problem with that, let me know." He's like, "Nah, I'm cool with that. Just I want you to DJ for me or whatever." And you know, make the records for me too, and I was like, cool. I said, well, then I'll be in the group with you, but I'm gonna still
5: produce outside of that. So no more Mr. Nice Guy. I read, I think it was another of you said that album was done in like, like I, 10, 12 days. Yeah, that that I wasn't
7: really nasty yet as far as being being confident to say I, I I am a beat maker producer. That really was me, Guru. This now is sp twelve hundred. You know. This is me, Guru, and Slomo Sonnenfeld. And we were in Brooklyn at such a sound studios. And uh I used to see King of Chill there all the time, I'm like, wow. it goes, of King Chill. of Chill, you know, like wow, man, you know, like I was such a big fan and, and and I didn't really know how to work at S950 yet in Akai S950 sampler. And me and him got cool and he was like, yo, if you want to come to my mom's house, I'll teach you how to how to work it. So I used to go to Crown Ice, take the train. I bought me a 950 of my own, and he taught me at his mom's house with no drum machine attached, so I didn't have anything to trigger it. He just taught me how to loop and everything, and I used to always go to King of Chill's house and learn all of that. So once I got that mastered, then he said, Man, you could buy you like a little basic device that can MIDI up. You know, I was learning this whole MIDI thing, and he said, And you can trigger all your sounds. And once I did that, I started going, Oh, okay, I get it. And But I didn't know how to do chopping until I met Showbiz. Because ah, from, because now that Lord, Lord Fanness is our label mate, he's like, yo, I want you to meet one of my homies from my, from my projects. He's, he's dope. His name is Showbiz. You know, Showbiz is in the street. But he was nasty with the beats. And that's how I met Diamond. And that's how I met the whole DITC. I'm probably, I met Fat Joe way back before It's like
3: 89? Yeah. You know, that's so even I back then, they were active. Oh, yeah.
7: Just waiting for their- mm, wait for their time.
3: Waiting for their turn in and and, the and, and, winds. And, uh, okay.
7: and uh, Patrick really liked, you know, well, Showbiz was doing everything on his own. I, I ride a trunk of a car. <clears throat> Patrick liked, liked Showbiz music, so that's why he was like, yo, let's sign on the payday, and that's how we all
5: yeah, got together. Slayed, uh, yeah, the runaway but, slave
7: when, when we did No moment, Nice Guy, um, we were all on the drum machine together. Like, we'd be side by side, and I'm like, I'll hit this. You hit that, and slow mos like, well, I'll hit this. So y'all like Bombswap yeah, so style. Oh, so like, y'all were, really? Yeah, because if you hear the production, But it's what not songs? All of them.
3: Because I was saying, <laughs> everything was so, wait a minute. So, on Cause and Effect, that's someone doing the, the hi-hat. Yo, for the lo- yo, dog.
5: And you've been trying to replicate that? for the longest. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, is there a discrepancy <laughs> in the hi hat
3: programming?" Because
5: just that, because I didn't no
7: like. At one point, it started getting slow. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I didn't understand. Risk that time. Like yeah, Marley, right? because he, because yeah. we, I never liked to quantize, so. I like it loose. And, and once he told me, I was like, How can you make it do it where it's almost like you're doing it? He said, You could turn the quantizers off. I thought everything was just 116. So when he showed me that, I'm just like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's sloppy.
3: Right. I got to hear this for one second. This is cause and effect by gangster.
5: You ain't living right, punk. I'll have to school you, not rule you, but I'll say, yo, you fool yourself. When you try to deny the five written laws, this means your yeah.
7: cause has flaws. That's all. And we and, we, oh, we, and, and we right. would high five
5: each other because we would be... We, <laughs> we, 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 we,
7: all, we like, doing it, right? Yeah, no. it's like, like, like he might go... You know, like, that's how it was. Like, we really...
3: But you know what? I'm not... I'm really not mad at that at all because... What it, you know what? Marlon Jackson said on that off the wall um, documentary yeah. that sometimes mistakes and, and the human element m- makes the song breathe better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I really didn't know the importance of quantizing until like some DJs started complaining that they can't blend a roots their record stuff to roots, you know, and then I was like, <laughs> all right, all right, I'll do a damn click track. But,. You know, like I I would have okay. Now this this a lot of this record's making sense to me now that I realize that you guys were just
5: <clears throat> doing it live triggering live with your hands. So after that, when y'all do normal Mr. Nice Guy, how do you make the transition from uh wild pitch to chrysalis for Um
7: Gotta <clears throat> give it up night. to Spike Lee and, and uh Branford Marcellus? Um Oh yeah, that's right. Jazz name Jazz name. Yeah, yeah, because we had done jazz music. Spike saw Spike saw the video towards a manifest, thought Guru looked like Malcolm X in the video. <clears throat> that prompted him to buy the album. He bought the album and was and heard jazz music and it was during the time he was doing Mo Better Blues. Oh. So when he was doing Mo Better Blues, he reached out to us and plus it's Brooklyn, you know, he we were saying Brooklyn this, Brooklyn that, so he, you know, he's very pro Brooklyn. And he said, uh, I remember he called us and said, yo, man, I love that song y'all did, shouting out all the jazz greats, but y'all left out a lot of people. And I was like, well, we actually did that for our grandfathers because they were in jazz bands. And and uh, we did that to dedicate to them because before my grandfather passed, he said, we want you to do a record about, about jazz greats if you really... Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, respect, you know, the music of the past. So we did it as a tribute to them. We weren't really, like, really focusing on it. And it's the only record on there about jazz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything else is, is other subject matter, you know, battle, battle rhymes. And gurus always like to do battle rhyme stuff anyway. <clears throat> Next thing you know, they, they, they said, well, we want you to do a a uh, a better version of what you did, but uh, we want brand from ourselves to help you do it. And uh, he said, We got a poem by this guy named Eric Eli. And it didn't rhyme, but I remember Guru looked at the, at the run and said, This don't rhyme. And Spike was like, Well, do it and do whatever you want, but mention those names that you didn't mention. Okay. Guru just said, You know, okay, Charlie Ming is such nimble fingers, you know, just little fillings, because he had all the names and it was pretty much a done thing. He writes, Guru writes fast. Done. And we cut the, cut the vocal. My original version was the one that's in the video. boom, 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 the cool in the game. That was the demo I presented to say we should do it over this. We ran from them, they were like, no, we need instrumentation and we wanna make it a broad, big thing for the soundtrack. So we did that and that's why that version on the soundtrack is very well, it's like a big production. When it came to the video, uh, Spike was like, yo, I I wanna use your version for the video, which we was like, cool. So we did did that and then all of a sudden, uh, shout to uh, Duff Marlow. Uh, saw the video and uh i just reached out to him on twitter i, I just to shout him out and all of a sudden now me and him talking again you know he's he, he's doing well i haven't seen him in years and <clears throat> he's the one that said to, to get a signed and we got signed to christmas
5: so then when y'all did the uh um step in the arena mm-hmm. which i don't know if i told you this that's the first cd i ever bought wow. the long box and she was like yep, 18 yep. fucking dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> bought no, actually, but right. <laughs> yeah. Hero uh, Supreme. Question. I have a I have a, a reputation for, for stealing? Yeah, for stealing, uh, in my early days before yeah, I found so it. I. I used to steal was, cars. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Whoa. We <laughs> We skipped that part. We just went to the music. We, 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 we were all about stealing the stereos, you know, so so and then but then my own friends who used to steal got me. I never. Oh, what? Yeah, I remember when I walked out and saw the hole in my door. You know, because we knew what it was. You know, used dim pullers and, and and all that stuff. We used to do all that stuff, man. And I was like, damn, they got me from my system because I used to put all the systems in my neighborhood in people's cars, so I was nice with it. And I was just like, man, they got me. Even though I, you know, got another one, but yeah,
5: but no. yeah, I had the no almost
7: Yeah, man. Damn, and, you know, yeah.
5: So stepping shout out all the thieves that I used to, <laughs> that I used to rock with and you know I won't say their names, but uh. So stepping the arena, what was um? Because that was I remember buying that one. Well, I didn't buy it. My grandmother bought it for me, hmm. and um stole, I remember she stole it for you, right? No, no, no. She actually, she actually bought it. <laughs> it was like from I think we got it. I think I got it like out of Walmart or something. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, that was uh, that was my first CD, and so with that record. From what I could tell, it sounded like the production, you were starting to get a better
7: Yeah, feel because now I wanted to, the sound to to be like the Jungle Brothers because they worked at Calliope. This is what brought me to Calliope for this album. Okay.
3: You uh, went to Calliope? Yeah. Who was you your engineer?
7: Leet. Lalit. Leet. Yep. Hmm. Okay. L i s l e l e e t
5: e. -E 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 I remember reading it. Yeah, and
7: it's so crazy because because whenever I wanted to do something off and lay it down, he had this thing called the Russian Dragon. So if you're Russian, it'll. It'll tell you if it's Russian, and if it's dragging. It'll go dragging, but it was called the Russian Dragon. It had a dragon on the on the front of the the uh, thing. Really, it, it was all these lights that that'll. It's a it's a light that's in the middle that's green, and if it's rushing, it'll go red, and if it's dragging, it'll go yellow. Ah, okay. And would it, it line it, would,
3: it up for you, or just yeah, let you, you just know.
7: keep turning it to, to if you if you put it on a track and run it through that track. You when you turn the dial, it would move it for you. You know, it, it yeah, it's called the Russian Dragon. What? The, what are you here for, Steve? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's incredible. Loud, yeah, I yeah. What
6: year was that?
7: That was going into 92 because we were working on Daily Operation. Um, but we, as far as this is where, well, prior to Daily Operation, yeah, Stephanie Arena was all our lead, except for Just to Get a Rep, which was still done at Such a Sound uh, and Firehouse, which is Yoram Vazan, who was partners with slomo and they, they started two, two studios. So now with Such a Sound and Firehouse, and that's, okay. When King of Chill started, just be, he, he ran Firehouse pretty much, and I was still in such a sound. <clears throat> but we did Just to Get a Rep there, and we did uh, Say Your Prayers there, and we did, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, boom, a Street Ministry. A mm-hmm. oh, Street Ministry. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. There it is. That's it. That's it. That's the Russian Dragon. That's the Russian Dragon. That's it. Yeah, we need that. So so, and I never, I was like, what the hell is that? But he, he was like, this is how you can move your your track either forward or backwards to get it. And if you want it to be a little more off, wow. so so from there, uh, I finally got an Alessis drum machine that could trigger my and my sampler. And uh, the first beat I did was, the, you know, for Calabi, I did Step in the Arena because I always wanted to that loop that, 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 that the, the horny horns, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Lo- looped it up. Guru wrote that right away. We, we cut it. And then uh, from there, everything just started flowing, man, and I started just getting better with understanding. Because, like I said, now I learned how to filter better with uh, Pete, and I already knew Pete and them and, and mm-hmm. the professor. They taught me how to filter and, and do all of those things, and showbiz taught me how to chop. And he was like, yo, if you put it on the same output, it cuts the, the, the sample off and you can do it. I'm like, wow. So then I'm taking all these tools from showbiz, Law professor, and Pete and then applying my way with the Molly mentality. And the, and the scratching mentality, and I said I want I always and I only scratched like I did because I wanted DJs to be like you hear what he cut because I figured a lot <laughs> of MCs are not gonna really care about the cutting part.
5: Nah, we care.
7: You know, you know, it's like going <laughs> yo, he cut this line. So I knew DJs would be like yo, he's killing it on the cut. So that's I did it for
5: DJs. Nah, you were, well, it's funny you say it because as MCs, it, for, for me as a kid listening, it was always dope to me how you would take parts of different songs but like you know it was almost like a collage you know what I mean it was like you would take all these things and put them together and I remember mm-hmm. hearing I mean you know like with Mathematics where you took the cut in to do your math part I was mm-hmm. like I never would have thought oh unbelievable with the yeah. arc. I was like what the fuck Like, how, why do you do that who would have thought that it just comes to, to
7: me like that as a DJ it's all DJ oriented everything for me is DJ oriented first you know even from what I do as a producer everything is, starts from just DJing like if I had to pick out of everything, I like making, like, I just like DJing. You
5: can be more than producer. More than making
7: beats, yeah.
0: All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb.
3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, not that I think you will confirm this question, but for the sake of quantizing stuff,
4: mm-hmm.
3: do you think, all right, do you think, have you ever just, especially if it's a sharp cut, right? just what I call pulling a, a Dr. Ice uh, UTFO like cut it via your your MPC or your through your drum machine.
7: Oh no. So for you it's, no, it's, it's, hey, it's pure. Oh yeah. And he he'll tell he <laughs> I'm hard on myself when it comes to laying my scratches. You, no, yo, you would, listen, listen, we
5: did we were doing cuts for the brakes and he was doing what well, he was doing we wasn't doing shit. We <laughs> was watching But he was doing He was cutting uh, I think again, it was bringing the Noise yeah, yeah 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 He was cutting and that. I did it with the actual record Yeah he wasn't It wasn't Serato really? It was the real Yeah the real the Public Enemy 12 He was not, I could have done it Serato
7: Yeah why not And I kept going I kept going No again Again And, and yeah. every take We'd be like and, You'd be like That was dope That was dope, that was dope. I'm like nope It was just a little uh, Nah again well, you were going, and oh, even man. We, oh, we all like,
3: what? And even you, then, you weren't like, okay, let me just go to no Pro Tools way.
5: and move it, right? Oh, no, 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 nah. no. I, no, I will. I will I, yo, okay. And I was saying this about Pring too.
3: No, I still,
4: believe
5: you, but
3: I'm just saying that. No, no, no. That, I didn't know people even did that. No, so, no. Pring, mean, he, he still mixes you, like he's on tape. How do
7: you tape. run it through? Okay. So that they would See, run it through. See, I. Because even when you're saying, I'm looking at you like,
3: how? I've seen I These mean it, someone someone taught me how to cut, like I would load whatever I want to cut and scratch on stuff. Right. Or on on a well, what are you 2000. loading into? Oh, you load a drum two thousand. Yeah. And then two thousand up to. But there's a way to make it
1: but how do you r- 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 scratch r- r- it though?
3: R- 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 I mean there's there's I mean you won't get the zigger 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 because uh-huh. sometimes you'll hear product. Er, 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 er. Right. Like, uh, okay, for I'm instance, like, picture. if you would do, like,
7: step up, step up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step up, oh, no. Like I have to do that. Because I, I want people to go, yo, look how he's cutting. Like, that's, like I said, it was a DJ thing where I want DJ to go, yo. I've this- seen cats cut
5: via the drum machine. I've like,
7: never seen that after all these years. Yeah, yeah.
5: nah, he still, like, even when we were doing stuff, like, pre- he still works, even though it's all digital he still works like he's on tape, so like it would be nothing. I'd be like, "Yo, Supreme, like you know, we can go in and just." He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, let me punch." Oh, yo, I'm gonna like, punch all your son. <laughs> I come like, to punch. And I'll punch. I'll punch. punch. Yeah, he punches like, like if shit. I go
7: step up, step up, step.
5: and I'll say
7: take it from step and then go step, and I will go up. up. Yeah, yeah, that I'll and do. And it's that precise. I'd be like, "Yo, yeah, how I'll do you that." Doing this shit? But I have to. I, I, I'm always literally on the fader. Yeah. All
3: right. So, it's slight uh, admission time. <laughs> <laughs> this is my confession. <laughs> <laughs> not, for real, for real. I'm like, still going for a This is confession time. <laughs> um, game plan from Stephanie the arena. Uh huh. So back in the early square Roots days, back when we were busking on South Street, um, we that would this would be one of our like we didn't write our own material. We would just like do you know all right do tribe next do da da do that. Ne- right. But for some reason, we used to do a routine to it's a game plan. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> so which was eventually story st- 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 <laughs> yeah. static. Oh, wow, I never like, even knew that. It morphed.
7: Yeah, Guru's the like, one that said, "Yo, you got to check out this group, the Roots." Like he he brought brought y'all to me. You Word. Really? He was he was so into y'all from the gate, and then uh, yeah, him and Reek met. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, but you yeah. know, and but he was like, "Yo, They're from Philly. They, they they're banned, you know, because we only knew Stez Sonic as the hip hop band, you right. know. So. You know, he's like yo, they dope, they dope, and you know, y'all just man, y'all, y'all have transformed hip hop into uh, its own planet, man. Thanks, man.
3: I want to know now. Right now, you're in like your your second year with Guru. Yep. How are you guys? Because this is an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. How are you guys gelling as a unit? As a unit, like you know. Is it like he feels that it's more his band and you're visiting, or, you know, like are you guys friends? Offset, are you hanging afterwards? Like, what's in the first in in the in the first two years of Gangstar? Mm. What's the relationship like? Both
7: because we live together. Because we live together from the from Normal Mister Nice Guy. <clears throat> all the way to hard to earn. We lived together. Y'all lived in oh, Brooklyn. wow! Well, we lived in Brooklyn. The first we, uh, we lived in uh, in, Bro- in Brooklyn. Then we moved to 183rd Street in the Bronx, and that's how I met Panchy and the Nutcracker. Y'all yeah, that's how I met the Nutcracker, Smiley Yellow Child. That's how that whole yeah. connection from the Bronx happened you know, on 183rd Street because we lived on 183rd in and Andrews. You know, and that's when I used to see uh, Ski. I used to see Dame Dash walking his dogs. Uh, that's when Jay-Z was around a lot, you know, running with dad, so, you know, this is where that, that transition, seeing Chubby Chubb all the time, you know, so <clears throat> we all live in the same era, era but um, area, and, uh, but uh, we fought from day one, and, and and but it would be over nonsense. But it never affected the greatness of the songs. Like we, we'd be fighting, and then he's fighting with my dancer. You know, then they're, they're fighting in the hallway of we in a grimy building with crackheads all on the same floor. And they're like, "Come on, let's go, let's go!" And they're, they're tearing the room up, or tearing the hallway up. And then next thing you know, we're like, "Yo, I love you, man." Yo, Yeah. Yo, <laughs> and next thing you know, we're in the lab making another. Yeah. Okay.
5: So, cause I'm skipping ahead, of, I'm skipping the album a little bit. Now you're mine. Off hard to earn. Mm-hmm. Was that totally. him about you? Yeah, you,
7: even though oh it's wait, ba- what? Yeah, even though it's basketball it's lingo, we had just gotten into a major fight. This is during the this is right around daily, Opa- <laughs> yeah, daily operation time, we got into a major, major, major fight. Uh, it was very bloody, uh, very messy, and. We had already gotten hired to do the song for "White Men Can't uh, Can't Jump" soundtrack, yeah. so you know the check is already in. So the last thing we want to <laughs> do is is not Deliver. do the record. Yeah. So I remember, <laughs> I remember Guru walked into the to the session, bandages on his head and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he walks in and goes straight to the booth yo, Duke, you and you looks wrong. right at me. You know, because the way D&D, D, the way it is with the vocal booth, it's just a slight look to the left, and he's, the, the booth's right there. He looked at me and just said, yo, Duke, get that wrong. You never have the skills like mine. I'm like, and he's just looking right at me, and I'm looking at him because we still have a little tension. And I, I remember when it's, when the vocal was done, he goes, you good with that? I'm like, yo, it's dope. He goes, and fuck you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and walks out. <laughs> <laughs> you know
7: no. a couple of days later it was back to endless <laughs> hang
3: How did but- you even know that Fonte we had, we
5: had talked about that before. I miss that, bro. I,
7: I, I miss him so much. And then not only that, I mean, you know, he had a big alcohol problem. He used to flip a lot. Where it's not even just me. You could, be, I mean, so many people in the industry and fans that still come up to me and go, "Yeah, I was with Drew. He was drunk
5: he was the cursing." The first time they. I met him, yeah, he was he was lit. You and know, in fact, he was
7: he yeah. Was, he was and, lit. And, I, and there's so many stories that are similar to mine. So it's not like just us this is fans and other artists that have witnessed the same thing but one thing is that it, and you know so dope is even when he would be pissed or in one of his moods he would go well there's just one thing I will say I'm one of the nicest and he would always say that or he go one thing is for sure nobody can out rhyme me I don't care how ugly it was or is he would always make that his last hip hop fights?
4: Yeah. Right,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be over like food or a girl or whatever. Just so many <laughs> things,
7: man, and and, and but we'd
3: always make. Do you think make he up- just had issues because you guys kind of came into your prime mm-hmm. when this was really a young man's game? Right. I mean, at least the, the perceived. You know, right. I mean, you you're, you're shit as ageless anyway, but I'm just saying that. You know, most people get ushered in when they're like 19, 20, 21. They're young boys. You know, that sort of thing. I mean. Well, I was that
7: age at that time. I was 23. What's the difference? W- w- he's uh, he's older uh, than you? Yeah, he's older than you. Okay. Older than me. Um Yeah, so even though we, the, the age line happened for several years, you know, which I already knew what his age was, but I just is it significant. Like, <laughs> was that significant? Was, was he five years
5: old? Wow, that significant. Oh, yeah, that's significant. I never knew yeah. he tried
3: to hide yeah. his age or whatever. I mean, I mean, oh yeah, he just had such a cool. Yeah. I mean, gurus. I mean, for those that you know are, are too young to even remember that time period. I mean, Guru's voice was probably, I'll say, definitely the top five most unique voices. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. absolutely, in hip hop uniqueness absolutely. i mean absolutely just as far as delivery uh, like you know i put him up there with snoop's voice tip's voice b real's yeah. voice
5: yeah,
3: like, uh
7: even at rock's voice absolutely. like he just has a very unique 100 correct you know so crazy I, I didn't know his real age either until we went back Passport, to boston little- to go do promo for one of our albums and uh OG and the Bulldogs were shooting I Got to Have It video in the back of the store. Uh, where, where, so where They were like, yo, OG was there, and, and uh, why don't y'all come in, because uh, we knew the Awesome too. Everybody knew Gangstar by that time, but mm-hmm. we went around the corner to be in the video, which we're in it, and uh, a kid walks up and goes, hey, Mr. Elam, remember me? And I'm sitting there like, why is this kid calling him Mr. Mr. Elam? <laughs> so I'm like, Dude, why are you calling him Mr. Elam? He said, he was my teacher. Wow. I'm like, hey,
4: old <laughs> you, man? On blast. How <laughs> you, man. What grade
0: so, did he teach? That's cool.
4: Yeah.
7: On so blast. that's when I was like, just tell me what age you are. So I know, even if I got lie for you, yeah. I just want to know so I know. you know. And then we all got our story straight.
3: 43.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Party <back. laughs> When did
5: say. when did y'all start? Because I okay, so no one missed the am Sorry, no, not no one missed. I got daily operation. I remember that follow up. That seemed to come kind of quick after. Uh, yeah, after that Stephanie was during Arena.
7: a time where you come out with an album every year. You, you do an album, you tour, come home, get the next budget, and so Doing with that, album, that uh, and, were, and the budgets kept good.
3: Well, wait a minute. But this, this is one thing though. You guys didn't, because by this point, you're with Patrick Moxie. Uh-huh. And I know his MO is tour. Right. Because you guys were the only people I ever saw going to the same places
5: that we were back up.
3: Oh, okay. Cause, because our radio play shit was down. Right. And we weren't on TV. Right. Management was like, "Yo, we gotta go on the road." Same here. And so we got a lot of our gigs based on the acts
7: that wouldn't go. Oh, mm-hmm. uh,
4: blah, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, cancel to mm-hmm. so do that. Yep. But
3: you guys were always on the road.
7: Yeah. Well, but Patrick is British, even though he speaks American mm-hmm. English, so he doesn't have an accent. But he's British, and uh, all, all of our staff, Neil used to be, who all you know, top executives now. Shout out to all of them. Uh, they they were all. Uh, Part of his, his team, so that's why so, that's why I knew so much uh, slang. Like <laughs> even to this day, I still go fucking hell, and because <laughs> I'm so used to hearing that in the office so much right. that that's normal for me to respond to certain things. Like, are you serious, man? Fucking hell! Like it it just na- it just rolls off the tongue that naturally.
5: Speaking of tour, you must give the QLS listeners the Gangstar Father MC DJ Quick <laughs> tour <laughs> story. The 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 towels. <laughs> the, just, Ooh. I can't oh, wait man. for this one. Oh, my I God. I never heard it. This is the most gangster
7: wow. shit ever. Oh, oh, all with the towels? Oh, oh my God. Uh, I t- uh, EPMD asked us to tour. What year is this? It's 91. Okay. Yeah, uh, EPMD asked us to tour with them. This is when to Get a Rep was very hot. and uh, uh, Because Jessica Get a Rep came out in 90. If you look at the yep. 12 and it said 1990. 70 arena the album came out in 91. <clears throat> uh, EPMD asked us to go on tour with them. We were so ecstatic. Like, wow. I drove my own van with my MPV. It was me, It was me. <laughs> Depp gordon guru and we had a nine millimeter and a whole bunch of beer you know we, we were heineken freaks How back then the van? yeah
3: the premier van yeah the one we all
7: used to test uh-huh. so you weren't renting a we couldn't afford it van. we couldn't afford to get a bus yet you know I was big big paper and we wouldn't get tour support at that time right, we didn't so get tour support until uh the second until uh daily operation then okay. We get getting tour support all the time. Tour of yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so good. Do they still do tour support for artists?
3: Probably not. Well, now it's 360 deals where they yeah. just pay for everything and, and, you, and, you you're, paid
7: and you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. So it, it's DJ Quick. He was brand new. He's like the first blood rapper i ever seen because I only knew Crips. So it was DJ Quick. uh, Father MC, Mary J. Blige was with us for a little while as a backup singer, you know, with, with Father MC because they were all label mates. <clears throat> uh, Chub Rock, that's when, T- uh, that's when Polk was just the DJ oh, wow. before, uh, before Tracks. So track master. track
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
7: and and Gangstar. So we're on the tour, and uh, Father MC used to always be late to the gigs where he would have to, because DJ Quick's supposed to go on right before EPMD PMD because the markets we were in, he was bigger, you know, so... The lineup goes in the order of how, how pop popping you are. So, obviously, even PMD was the biggest. But, you know, the, so Father MC was always arrived late, where quick would have to go on so that it doesn't keep a lag in, in the in the show. And then uh, Father C's closer to the end. Closer headliner. to the end, yeah. Got to a point where everybody was getting frustrated with it, where it was like, yo, we got to say something to him. And, uh, you know, words were said where it was like, yo, if you don't, if you keep start, keep coming late, we gonna have a problem, you, you know, flat out. So it got to a point where once he uh, started, he started coming on time, and uh, everything was cool. But quick, but quick was like, all right, let me uh, sh- let me show this cat this cat how how big my strength is because every show after quick would get off stage. He used to do a meet and greet, and you know, meet and greets were really a new thing for us at that time, mm-hmm. right after the show. And then plus, quick was so new. You Know for us because everybody knew EPMD, everybody knew Chub Rock at the time, and uh, and like I said, we were popping with our, our records, but man, uh, the line for Quick was that crazy to just get you know, uh, the, the glossy promo uh, picture signed and he take a picture of it. Or... This is backstage, okay. But, the, but after the whole thing with Father MC got out of hand, where they were like, yo, you know, this, this has got to stop, and again, he started coming on time, but just to get back at him, Quick. Had his security guy, his security team buy a whole bag, like garbage bag full of towels, like the little ones that you twirl at football games and stuff like that. So all of a sudden, Father MC goes on stage, and there's like a big ruckus in the crowd, and everybody's like wondering, what's going on? And you look at, you know, because we've already performed, so we're hanging out, and we're watching, and we look, and DJ Quick is wiping his jerry curl with the towels and then passing them to the girls. So there, you know, so that's, so that's <laughs> distracting. That's
4: <them. laughs> distracting. Back That's back distracting
7: sit. everybody yeah. from watching Father them. Well, I was waiting
3: for it. I was waiting for like the, right. the whipping. Yeah, no. Nah, nah. nah, football. Nah. Game. <laughs> He's
7: wiping his jerry curl and Pat, so girls like,
0: oh, I got his grease. <laughs> you got to get quick on the show. Yes. And he'd wipe I his come face. Come you
7: know, he'd wipe his face. You know, and and his security team was all from St. Louis. He went Ooh. to a show St. Louis, in St. Louis, and he went to a show in St. Louis and loved the way that the security team was handling the the crowd. They hired... Everybody that worked at that club, so they shut the club down for that period of time. <laughs> While that whole security team went on tour, he got him got him an RV of their own, and they rode in that RV with the security team. They were headed like, cause he was having a lot of problems with gangbangers and stuff. Yeah, I was like, gonna say the yeah, whole is just like Compton yeah, it, was, it was heavy. Yeah, it, it, a lot of people were like, "Fuck quick, fuck quick," and stuff like that. And we were riding with with him because you know he's part of our tour, and we we're both we're a family, so we you know, and and then everything turned out cool with all them. See, it was we were always cool. Them anyway, it was just stop coming late, you know, just because you want to, you know, be silent different. But everything ended up being a cool tour. Everybody got along with Father MC. He's a great dude, and big up to him, too, you know.
3: Can I ask you because I mean, you're one of the few luminaries that has pretty much been privy to an active. In every era of postmodern hip hop touring. <clears throat> uh-huh. You were there for the ni- early 90s, right? When like MTV raps was ramping up in America right. and a whole new thing. You were there for like the alternative tours. You again, you hit Europe and all those other spots. Yeah. You still tour to this day. Mm-hmm. When you think of ah, those were the days. Like that's real touring. <laughs> <laughs> What what where does your mind instantly go to from those days? Because you, I feel like you've toured more than the average cat in hip hop, and mm-hmm. in, in various, you know, on your own or whatever. Yeah. Like when you, do you have? Is it fond memories when you're in the van driving, or is it like ah oh, when we got tour buses? That was the time, or is right. it? like wh- wh- what are the glory days for you like peak tour right? really
7: really for us was when we did london because we were told that you know london is the new york of <clears throat> of europe and well europe. not even cities i just meant like era oh uh 92 daily operation
3: really so Too early yeah
7: <laughs> that's when we brought jru and dab and I even seen Rude dismantle a guy that pulled a gun in the audience and he, he was able to dismantle him and take the gun and the guy get, and got it from him. And then we took it on our bus and we're like, I got old video footage. I got video footage. So you documenting. <laughs> Not footage,
0: footage.
7: <laughs> oh yeah, we, we got hundreds of tapes. What you gonna do with that? Uh, s- To be continued. Okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, what, so was They're the, safe. They're
7: in a safe place. That's the good thing.
5: Was the, from daily operation on, like, and then, once y'all hit hard to earn? When was the was the hard to earn? Kind of like the pay dirt moment for y'all? Like, was yeah, each record now going we're up? the headliner,
7: and we it, it was it was it was Gangstar, MOP, Nas, and uh, and uh, um, Gangstar, MOP, Nas, and Jay was damage because Jay Roo was popping, MOP was really popping, starting to pop with with the first album. They didn't even have the second album out, <clears throat> but they were they we took them on tour because we 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 became really close friends, and then. Uh, um, Nas was only on the tour for like three shows And then his uh, his manager Who was LL Cool J's manager Was like you know Nas is too big for y'all And huh. we're taking him off the tour And we're like what do you mean And he's like yeah hey, he's too big for y'all And we were pissed This like, is after Illmatic is- Yeah no this is when Illmatic had just come out oh, and we wow. was pissed I got footage I thought you meant he I forgot footage. his lyrics or something uh, Nah <laughs> <laughs> <Non-play>. <laughs> yes, no, I, I, I I have footage but but right. it, it was like just like yo, how you gonna do that? And it's not it's not Nas, it's the management. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was just like you know we we just felt like that was a slap in our face because we asked Nas to be on it and we we were like yo, this is gonna be a good good look before he does get, getting ready to mm-hmm. do his own thing. But uh, we, we, you know we weren't even salty at him. It was just his manager. So <clears throat> he did three shows. I got all the footage of the shows. He tore it up because that's when New York State of Mind had just bubbled in the street, and it was heavy. Yeah. And having him open up, too, big deal. Can yeah. I ask,
3: uh, okay, cause before I start the, the Dwight questions, because I feel like Dwight <laughs> Dwick was the the real turning point of you guys blossoming to it, right. you know, for the <clears> group. <throat> However, you guys are also on uh, Nice and Smooth and A Damn Thing Change. Right, Down the Line. Down the Line. Did you produce Down the Line? No. Did you <clears throat> cut on down the line? Yes. Okay. Who produced it? Greg Nice. Greg Nice makes makes dope beats. Here's the funny uh, thing, though, <clears throat> because I always felt that Greg Nice did not know who you guys were as you were doing it. My right. man, Gangsta.
7: Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah,
7: yeah. So that's actually how I met Keebler, through Greg Nice. Really? Oh wow. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got old history. But what this is what happened. Or did he just not correct it? <clears throat> this is what it was. That's when they used to work at Power Play. And uh, everybody knows, you know, Paid in Full was done there. You know, uh, I saw, I witnessed large professor do uh, one of Dead or Alive Cool rap album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was there to watch all those sessions. Like, well, you know, I was just like, wow, look at G-Rap. And he's always goes, hold on, I got to spit. And he spit and then Oh go you mean right. literally. Yeah. I thought he man had some lyrics with so stand no, nah, nah, Spit on the ground and then he would and then he'd say, punch me in, and he would boom, just go, 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 go. You know yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna
3: say, what magical what sessions have you witnessed that you were there for like yeah, that
7: little bit of to the um of a little bit of a little uh Drew. Drew um, uh oh man Wow, oh my god he lives in Texas now. Uh Um Drew uh what's his DJ name uh he he's part of the X, the, the early X Men um um oh my God yeah what is Drew's name uh damn now it's killing me uh Drew's name is he'll come back to me um but. Just being there to see that go down. You know, One of Dead Aloud one of the dopest koji rap albums ever. And every song, every song. You know, so. Uh, so you were there to witness the whole process? Yeah. Were you next door to them or was it? No, our Large Fessler and I, you know, we all hung out. So Lars like, come with me to the sessions. That's dope. You know, Eric B would walk in with the big cable and we just like, there he is. There he is. There he is.
3: <laughs> was it easy for you guys to get. <laughs> Initiated in the the I mean well no actually you know what Chuck D did make y'all part of the extra strength Posse. like Chuck D's thank yous on all public enemy albums are like the best shit in the world (laughs) like to be the extra strength Uh posse I used to love how they come with the the fold-out paper in the cassette exactly so I mean how how long was it before you guys were you guys just instantly like Welcome, wherever you came in.
7: Like, oh. oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when we couldn't get into clubs, and all of a sudden, when Manifest came out, those same security guards were like, and they would call again, to call Guru Gangstar. Gangstar, come on in. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and, you know, but they knew we were both Gangstar, but they would call him gangstar. He would and, be gangstar. But we now we get into every hot club that's hard to get in. It was automatic. We were like, wow. And we'd be like 30, 40 deep, and everybody got in. Wow. So, yeah, because unless okay. it was Patrick's Club, it was Patrick's Club at the pay, at the powerhouse, which was the big club of that during the early nineties. We were hundred deep when we got in. Yeah, I always think of that because
3: soliloquy of chaos. True story. It's I imagine Yeah. <laughs> because he's so descriptive <clears throat> with it. True story. And it's so weird because you guys are at least what you represent. Musically, and I know it's street, I know it's true, mm-hmm. to the bone, but there is a mellow, kind of calming, non-aggressiveness mm-hmm. about Gangstar. Yeah, But you guys roll like- We were wild.
7: Five Carlos, D- like- <clears throat> Yeah, we were wild. We were really wild. I mean, our house was literally like a frat house. You, Easy Mo B will tell you, Jizzle will tell you, Rizzle will tell you, they were there- Really? Uh, yeah, like our house it was a wild house rage. This is before I remember when Rage wanted me to do our demos, and she was like, "Loop up this Michael Jackson." I'm like, "No, you need to do hard, hardcore." hardcore. <laughs> and she's like, "You know what? Ain't nobody help me out here. I'm going. To, to, I'm going to find Dr. Dre." And, <laughs> and she and goes, she "I'm going to move to." And she and I, I we did a, a stepping arena uh, tour, and we did L. A. at the Palladium, the same Palladium on, off Sunset. And she was doing security with the yellow jacket that said security on the back. Wow. You know, and she was like, yo, I met her with Dr. Dre. He's starting a new label called Death Row, and he signed me. And I was like, for real? She goes, yes, we're about to go. She's a watch. So she I'm was like, in New York at first? Yeah. She was running that. with Nikki D. She used to sleep on the couch at King. Uh, yeah, she didn't have a place to stay. So she born... She's born in uh, she's from farm Farmville, farm,
4: farm, farm, yeah. 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 So, so uh,
7: yep. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, it did. It, it was her, Nikki D, and Nikki's sister. We used to called a terrible T. Mm-hmm. And I met Rage because Nikki D, you know, was the first f- female on Def Jam. We went to their release party for her, and we knew we all li- we all knew each other. But, but I, I, they they need a ride home, and I had the MPV. Yes, you And, did. We, and we just got the Stephanie Arena uh, test press cassette. To make sure it sounded good, we never see CDs weren't ready yet, and uh, you know to test those out mm-hmm. before we were before we going to put them into production. And I had precisely the right rhymes, which was my jam, uh-huh. where I used the Brethren drums, and I had that 50 hertz uh, 808, which is a. Boo. But if you have a yeah, nice woofers, you can yeah, hear. It. You're right, right. I'm giving them a ride home right when they get in the car. I said, y'all mind if I listen to some of my, my new album that's about to come out? And they were like, yeah, go ahead and play it. When that when that bass said, Rage goes,
4: ooh.
7: <laughs> I turn around like, she goes, that 808? I said, what you know about 808? She go, ooh, play that again. You know, almost like it was making a horny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and she'll tell you the same story. She'll tell you, like, yo, she was like, ooh. And I was like, yo, but how you know about that? She goes, I work at Chung King. Saying, you uh, know, so I'm always there. You know, seeing them do the process. Was, was she like, trying oh. to engineer, or like what was she's she just wanted to get? She she wanted to be engineer and an artist. But everything she wanted me to, she used to come to my house, and everything she wanted me to do was like loop Luther Vandross loop. And I was like, no, you need hardcore beats. She Next was ten you know, years ahead of her time. <laughs> <And then laughs> right? When she got with Drake. <laughs> she was doing that. She started uh, bad boy right As soon as I heard, this should be played at high volume
4: from yeah, the, the residential neighborhood. <laughs> Damn, and she
7: gonna let me kick off dust. <laughs> I was like, "That's her," you wow. know. And even though it said it on the cover, it said late. You know, the death row inmates. It was a real little block in the bottom left corner, and I was like, "That's her." And she, and, she, and then she was on everything. And then,
5: so by the time y'all did, you did the record for her album. That was, I mean, way, yeah, later, it was way, way later, late. Way but, but it started. <laughs> yeah, I didn't death row was already in, in shambles at that time. Can yeah,
3: I ask you know, something? Yeah. Since you brought it up, ask me something. Be super honest with me. Mm-hmm. Don't be politically correct. <laughs> when The Chronic came out yeah. September 1992, mm-hmm. what was your initial reaction?
7: Blown, I, be blown away. Yes. Blown I knew away. the answer. But I,
5: was, I wanted him to hear it from you.
3: Blown you want to see egg on way. my face? <laughs> really? <laughs> Yo, every song. Really?
7: Tied in, you know, because... He it, it, like, it was blown away
3: like sick out there.
5: Because I remember, yeah, cause I remember because, you telling me, you said like after the Chronic came out, that's what made you step up the Sonics. Yeah, for, because even though know,
7: he he samples, I mean, will replay stuff. It just, and plus again, I, I'm, I'm from an era, I'm from boombox and, and drive, and I drive mm-hmm. all the, sometimes I just get in the car and just drive and just listen to shit. So that's still my mentality, and that's how I grade... Like uh, shout to Tori Wolf. We just finished her album on my on on my. I have two labels year round, which is my street shit, and then I have TTT, which is to the top with my manager Ian. We uh, put out alternative stuff, R and B, whatever. Just as long as it's not the gutter gutter, we put it on TTT. So the Tori Wolf album I just finished, and even though she's a singer songwriter and all of that stuff, and the style of music I did for her is so different, I still when I went to mastering. And shout to, to Tony Darcy, who's been mastering my stuff since the early Gangstar days. Soon as I got there, he said, hi, yeah, you still doing it? He, he, the first thing Tony said, still doing it the cassette way? I said, yeah. <clears throat> when I sequence, I say
5: side A, yeah, side side a of a cassette,
7: <laughs> side B of a cassette. And, you know, what, what would start the, when you flip it over? The flip over part is the most difficult for me because getting it going you want to put some bangers, but, the punch. but you still need to put some bangers on the other side. Yeah, you got right. and you got to kick off side B with a banger. And I and I just I, I, I just sit there and just play the ending of the song in my head. Like when I look at the list, like damn, would that run into that? And then I'm really meticulous about the spacing. You know, some might run into it on on one, two, three, and boom. Some, Stevie Wonder does it. Does he really?
3: Yeah, he sequence, he sequences everything on the one. Like when you listen to his record, really? Yeah. That's because I learned that from him, too. Damn. I like stuff. I hear stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. you would one of those first person I heard do that. Wow. See, I only said that because. I think because I saw you say something about that before in an interview or something about it. the chronic didn't hit you right away. Dog, I'm saying, like, because you mentioned Straight Out the Jungle. To me, and, and all right, figure out the way that you did take it personal. Mm-hmm. So you take Skull Snaps, and you took. You that know, was SP-1200. Just that one song. Really? Mm-hmm. Cause your your weapon of choice by now is still the sixty. No, I use the Renaissance now.
7: No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, back in 91. because my engineer Eddie Sancho, when Lyle was doing the Russian Dragon, he was like, "Yo, it's taking too long to do it that way, man." He said, "You know what?" And he said, "I'm watching how you're doing your beats." Because uh, Eddie Sancho was the engineer there at D and D. He's like, "You should use the NPC because the tracks are laid out, you know, one through a million. And he said, and "The thing with that is." It's like he said, it's like a tape deck without being a tape deck, and, you know, a tape machine. I mean, right. so he said, that's all. You just don't have the tape machine, but just the way you could layer and mute and do this. And I was like, wow. So then when he taught me how to work it, I was like, he's like, you know, I'm about to get rid of mine. You want to buy it? I bought it. And that's when I got hooked on the MP. What was the first thing you did on an MP? <clears throat> uh, Well, all of. X-Girl opera- was the Alessis. uh, so the MP, I would probably say it's on daily operation. Um around that time it would probably be it would honestly around that time that was around Dwick. Okay. So. Because Dwick was a B side. It wasn't on the it wasn't meant to be on the album. Only reason why we did Dwick was to give Nice and Smooth a payback to for down, down the, the line. line. They were, like, no, right? they were like, "What
4: a payback!" Because they were like, "Man,
7: because we all did that together, bugging out." And we was like, "Well, do one on our on our record," but the album had already been turned in, uh. so we did "Dwight." And I remember Don Baron was there from The Masters of Ceremony because he was friends with Nice and Smooth and Dub C, who's been coming to New York since uh, since you know DJ Aladdin was battling mm-hmm. in '89. I've been friends with Dub C. Recipes to his brother Crazy, Crazy Tunes. Tunes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we just shot a video uh, from year, my Year Round label. Um, me and mc 8 just did a project called "Which Way Is West" that uh, I executive produced. I produced three songs, and he has a uh, producer named Brink Sinatra from uh, Austria. Who
5: I know Brink. Yeah,
7: Brink did a release a couple years back. Yeah, so he's, he's uh up. he produced the rest of it, but the mixes were everywhere. So they, I thought, hey, let me mix it. Give it to me and. If there's any hooks or nothing that's tight, I'll scratch on it. So I scratched on every song, uh, mixed everything, had to get all the vocals in order. That's why it took me so long. Just to, I'm not used to mixing somebody else's stuff. I like mixing my stuff. Got it tight. We turned it in. We're about to release that. We just shot the video four days before Christmas, so Tunes was with us. And that's why we dedicated to him. So we're about to release the video in about a week or so. And uh, if Tunes is all in the video, and then at the end, we give a special spot to him, showing him, just throwing it up slow motion, you know, yes. just saying R.I.P. to him, and, you know, it was just, even going to his funeral was ill, seeing L.L. there, and Chuck D. there, and almost every West Coast artist you could think of was there. It was yeah, packed. I never got
5: a chance to meet Tunes, but yeah, I heard Tunes, nothing but good stuff about him. Yeah, he, he was
7: more than a homie, he was a friend, you know. <clears throat> so uh, the, the first song, it's not even the single, it was, we did the, the single, which is called Compton Zoo. And then, and then I knew 8 from back then, too, already. That's how we've been so cool. And uh, so all of that's going to be coming out. You know, Prom 2, Tori Wolf, uh, um, MC8, uh, the NYGs, um, and my band, the batter Band. So we're doing an EP, and we're about to go on the road, too. So.
0: All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breakin' and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com
1: slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
7: I'm Elliot Connie, and
5: this is Family Therapy.
0: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it.
5: i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of.
7: I get the impression that you don't
3: Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what is your your creative process as far as you uh, practicing? Are you a get up at 8 o'clock and treat this like my real gig thing do you listen to records on Sunday for five hours uninterrupted? Do you, like, what's your. Because to be as good as you are mm-hmm. with cutting, scratching, looping, and you, you know, even though I, I know the evolution of your production style um, from your earlier work where you're just straight looping four bars to the right. point where you're chopping stuff and. Mm-hmm. Or looping and, one bar, <laughs> right? Like, right. It's bad. So what is your. What's your preparation like? Like, do you have, do you just do like, okay, I'm going to just do three hours a day of...
7: That's how it was. Well, not yeah. now,
3: but like then, like...
7: uh, Maybe all the way up till maybe 93. That's what I always do. I get up, just start practicing cuts and going, to goo. Then I call him Ugu. I'll be like, yo, goo, check this out. And I said, oh, we're going to use that for, for this beat and stuff like that. Uh, so you practice cuts? Yeah. Because you know more,
3: even when you were DJing on the radio,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I was shocked that you play the street version of some shit. And did the reverse, yeah. And not. I was like, why don't you just play the radio version? Because the first time we ever came to your show, you played the the uncensored version of Brooklyn Zoo. hmm now, in my opinion, I like his 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 vocal performance on the radio version yeah. is better to me. Right, right. And I was like, and whoever was in the studio, I was like, yo, why, why does he play the street on when the clean version is way better? Like, it's a better vocal performance. And it's like, yeah, he always does. He, You know, he, it,
7: it, yeah. like, that tells me you study the song, too. Yep. I'll listen for all the curses and just write the curse word on a piece of paper. And the minute it two comes words that comes before. So this <laughs> is uh, um, th- enough to make a nigga go crazy. I'll put make a n- and I'll put in and then put a line. I don't know why and it, I, I won't even put a line under. It. I'll put just a whole scratch of a thick to scribble line under that that okay. n word. So it, it'll make me just be like, and you know, so I'm going to look at the paper. But, but I'm you're just, willing to take uh, that so I'm risk. So I'm you're taking that favorite. risk on like yeah. a
3: big
4: well, ass became, radio station. Became, right,
7: right. It <laughs> became like, normal. Who does that? And Flex used to call me because I was on from 8 to 10. Flex was from 10 to midnight. Flex is calling. Yo, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? That's how I broke Shook Ones part two because I'm uh, on two hours. Yeah. Yes. They came to see me. First, no, first, because uh, I, I worked with them because a large professor on peer pressure and did the remix, and we shot a video and everything. So, so the Shook Ones part one was had been out, and, you know, they were already on loud. I saw them at D&D in the A room, and they were like, yo, man, we gotta get you our new record, Shook Ones, for, for when you go on the radio this this, this weekend. <clears throat> and I was like, no, I already got it. He said, no, this is part, part two. Yeah. He goes, this is some other shit, and this is, and Havoc's like, wait till you hear this one. And I was like, okay. And then they brought it to me during commercial break. And as soon as I just heard, Word up, somewhere to, to all them. I was like, I, I was like, oh man, out of commercial. <laughs> uh, what? I, it's just like I never heard no beat like this. That one became more
0: popular, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, the one. Yeah. Shook one part, part one, one yeah. It
5: was on like a tape. I had like the 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 Casingle or whatever, and Singles. part one was whatever, but yeah. two was the one. Yeah, that was it. Man, yeah. t- talk about because um, I mean by this time. So talk about uh, j Rue and Group Home because as you had told me before, like they were kind of, you know, they were kind of, you know, the redheaded stepchildren. Mm-hmm. Like Guru just kind of passed them off, like yeah, work with them. Well, no, whatever. what
7: happened was uh, I, I break it down to you. We, uh, we we knew j Roo, uh, and Dap once I even joined Gangstar because uh a, a guy named Gusmo was around Guru all the time. Me and Gusmo got mad cool, oh, yeah. yeah. And so um, he started bringing them around. Okay. So as it and then it just started growing more people, more people, more people. <laughs> okay. I always kind of kept my distance at first, just because I was so new. That I, I, you know, I didn't want to. You know, people started jumping on. You don't know what the vibe's gonna be. So as time passed, you know, it, me and Dab and all of us got finally cool. Where we were all cool with each other. At first we were, we we had a little tension because it was just like yeah, you know, we, we're with out. the we're with the MC. You're we're, we're with the guy. You're just the, the, the so guy. So it's a
3: Hatfield-McCoy thing? Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Like your crew versus
7: Guru's pretty, crew? Pretty much. And I didn't really have a crew. You know what I'm saying? My friends from college, and that was pretty much it. And, and you know, my grandfather had already passed, and, you know, I didn't really have no friends. I knew I knew Vic Black, who was still down with me because when I lived in East New York, I, I knew Fat Gary. I knew- I Vic knew, Black,
5: is he the one that's in uh, the Just to Get a Red yep, video? Yep, that's yep,
7: so, uh, it? It, uh, he's, uh it, So it's him. So everybody from that side of East New York, we always call the the Jay Runham the other side because there's the, there's another side of East New York across uh, across uh you know uh, Liberty and all of that. So on that side and Livonia and and all that by the train tracks on that side is predominantly uh, Spanish, but it's very wild, very shoot 'em up. So. We always said, you know, we're on this side of the, cause I live right, right next to Linden Houses, which is very wild projects. So I'm right there. I'm 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 near Pink Houses. I'm near near near, you know, the 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 drama drama. <laughs> so J. Rue is borderline of, of, of of Brownsville, uh and and the other side. So it hit where he lived in, in Grace Towers separates that part of Eastern New York, but where he lives is wild too. So um, we started being cool with both sides. Uh, my friends, you know, which is Fat Gary, a lot older guys, you know, but Black, uh, Black had a label called Black Magic Records before I even got a deal. I wanted him to sign me, and he was like, it's not what you think just because I have a stack of records in my car and all that. it's independent." I didn't understand what independent labels was at the time. Okay. <clears throat> Black had his first artist, they were called Spider-Man and Freeze. And they had a record call. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh, Spider-Man yes. and Dr. Freeze? Yeah. Yes, Wow. It was called, wait, what? It was called I'm Too Much. And yeah, they were a group. Spider-Man and Freeze, yeah. Yeah, they, like, they were, this before, they got to doing Poison. Yeah. This, wow. is, this is early, yeah. early. So, I, I can't even get a sound effect <laughs> up. All right. All, right. All, right. All, right. All right, I
3: got one. I- <laughs> <laughs> I
7: Wait a minute, seriously? <laughs> yes, it was called I'm Too Much. I, I have a stack of them at the house. <laughs> it's called I'm Too Much by Spider Man and Freeze.
4: Oh, god,
7: they all from the same projects. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, so they're from workmen. so uh, so so that I used to hang out with them. And everything, again, this is before I was in Gangstar. So, the, you know, the, the hanging with them, that's how I got cool with so many real live dudes in East New York. So I was really around real soldiers that put it in. You know, uh, uh, um, Black is a, tom- is a former Tomahawk, you know, one of the mm-hmm. biggest gangs during the Warriors mm-hmm. era. During that area, a, yeah. Tomahawk is a real, you know, certified gang in Brooklyn. So he was a Tomahawk. So he, he goes back, back. And, uh, and so... Uh, when it came to that 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 stage of it, I've seen them grow to where it finally got to you know them doing Poison and Calling Me Bad, Sex You Up, all that stuff. Yeah, Doctor Freeze, so really? Was, yeah,
5: yeah, it was Doctor Freeze. Some yeah. of the yeah, biggest
7: was, gangstas yeah. of all time. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the softest R B, Doctor Doc,
3: Freeze and Spider Man. Wow. Okay, I have a question about j Rue the Damage. Okay. I consider that. All right, first album, the the first uh, is from the East. I consider that entire record your greatest troll and your greatest (laughs) victory.
4: Mm.
3: Now, I I mean, what I have to know is, I want to know your attitude. I think I brought this up to you maybe twenty years ago, backstage at the Beastie Boys show, but. What is what is super notable and very much troll-like about the J. Rue The Damager record is because now it's it's it comes out in uh, uh, 94. 94. Technically 94, yeah. Even though Come Clean came out in uh, uh, 93. So I consider this and his entry into hip hop in '89, the 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 new Renaissance era. Okay. Again, with the large professor. Premiere, uh, Premier, Tip and Ali, Pete. In other words, they're not doing the conventional means of hip hop production. Whereas, you know, again, using break beat
5: drum, ultimate beats shit. and breaks
3: yeah. and all that stuff. Right. Break, you know, break, break beat Lou. Right. Break beat So so here's the thing though. Every every drum uh Every, every drum track used on Sunrises from the East mm-hmm. at that point when I'm listening in 94 I consider it extremely taboo okay in other words, it's like if Ray says hey uh, uh, uh let's take uh, uh, uh mental stamina mm-hmm. Billy Jean ain't the first thing I'd grab for when I'm thinking of <laughs> drums Eat I mean that. now as mature, <laughs> I you know anything's up for grabs, but like back Eddie Murphy then I, you saw that.
7: <laughs> no, but
3: literally, dude, like you took uh, uh, what was the static. Like you like it too mm-hmm. for static. Mm-hmm. 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 Is is a Renaissance cat thinking? Okay, <laughs> let me go to album and be some breaks and take Funkadelics. You like it too,
5: yeah. or uh, the bitches was uh, all, night, all long, night long. Literally, yeah, like, even the
3: original. Even the original, what is the original Jungle Brothers user on, on the run, on oh, no, the oh, run. Okay. Even right. even using is back for come clean. Mm-hmm. So after when I listen to the record,
7: which takes us to we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Right. Already. Yeah.
3: Even mm-hmm. when listening to the record, I, by the time we got to, with the, with the exception of of, of uh, knowledge, oh, you can't stop the prophet.
7: Right. That's because yeah. of showbiz. Showbiz say yo, I, when he did catch wreck. I was so addicted to that record. I was like, "Yo, I would love." To Luke Donaldson, yeah. I said, "The, the Shingling do the Shingling. Right, right. I mean, Shingling? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yo, man, I would love to use those drums." He go, oh, "I have two copies." He said, "Do your thing." I was like, "Yeah, but I've never taken a drum from somebody else. That's not. That's like. That's like it's wrong. taboo." And show was like, "Nah, because I know you're not gonna do it the same, the same way, way I, I did it. it." And he said, I-, "I can't wait to hear what you do to it." And, and so I remember "Rappers and notch, you can't." I remember, own no I, remember, I remember. I remember he called me and goes. <laughs> I was
3: like, if you like it?
7: He goes, this is crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even
5: on no, the when Crusaders. I found lead, that sample, I was like, yo, yo I hated you is for that. that. I
3: just <laughs> found, I just <laughs> found it like,
5: yeah, <laughs> like
3: like four months ago. Yeah,
5: Yeah, the drum, but I'm talking no, about I'm the Crusaders. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, I was like, I was coming
3: home right from a gig, and I was listening in right jazz. The jazz station. Station. I was like, yeah, what? That's the Crusaders, and then it came on. I was like. Yeah! <laughs> but my point was that the reason why I said this is either your greatest troll or your 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 Magnum opus only because I feel as though you said either all right, let me do his record and all right let me challenge myself and use 13 backdrops of drums that <laughs> no one else would even touch. Kind now, with the exception of, of Old to Billy Joel, mm-hmm. which was still not in the lexicon of hip hop mm-hmm. drum producing, whatever, why did you perp? I, I, like, you could have used the yeah. same drum, you could have used uh, Skull Snaps, I mm-hmm. mean, which I mean, was relatively new. At the yeah, year. why did you use the most taboo? I would never touch that in a million years right. stuff. None of your contemporaries would touch it. Played out might have been the term. Mm. Why did you do that?
7: That's still my approach, even now, where I'm like, you know what? I've never used the whatnot drums. Mm. And I'll go, let me do a version of that. Or I'll go, I never used the, uh, the uh, what's
3: the? Yeah. Voodoo. Afro. Afro.
7: Lafayette rock. Yeah, right.
4: The same thing. thing.
7: It's like, damn, it, you know, it's been out and it had its run. No one's really
4: touching it. But me. Would
7: you have done that to a Gangstar record? Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? This but is, you okay, did But this. This, this, this is to understand. <laughs> this is good to understand. First of all, when when, when Jay and them became part of our, team, of our crew, I remember when we, uh, uh, Branford Marcellus left a drum set at, at the Brownstone. Mm-hmm. So I used to play it a lot, you know, and, and that's where I started to get, you know, because I, I was decent enough from when, Travis Scott's father taught me how to drum. So Dab used to love the drums because he he'd be like, Let me get on it. How you do it? Dab caught on quick. So we used to have little battles, just bugging out, and we'd been doing little different rhythms and stuff like that. Next thing you know, you know, we always, it's always all of us together in this brownstone, just smoking, drinking, and a jillion girls in the house. Just party, 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 party. Every day. Even when we went on tour and come home. The 20 on. people there and it wasn't like what are y'all doing here get out of the house it was more like hey what's up everybody we're back And oh hall. they'd be in the house waiting for yeah, you <laughs> yeah yeah we would leave people in our house did you lock your room
4: <laughs> yeah I locked mine okay I, the was, upstairs. Lock I
7: was upstairs <laughs> Goose Daddy, yeah. I locked mine okay, trust okay. me and so and, and they'd be like yeah look at him, locking his door yeah <laughs> you know but, but <laughs> this used to break my room and
3: steal my record still who's that oh, I'd be like, oh, I left my passport, and see my room open, cats <laughs> <laughs> going through my records already. Yeah, but, oh, but Kilo but, half his record collections. But th- shit. that's how the
7: foundation even started because we used to just bug out downstairs because that's where the kitchen is, where Guru's room is. And one day we all just, you know, I'd be playing the drums. Everybody's kicking the verse. And all of a sudden, Dab goes, it's little Dab on the mic. And we were like, yo,
4: Dab's rapping. Because he
7: never rapped in front of us. It was, it was always just, yeah, 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 son, yeah, yeah. let get him in you We're get them niggas. You know, that was Dab. <laughs> and the Malachi just missed it won the box. Okay, so know? Mal,
5: yeah, Mal. So was it true that you that you went to court for him mm-hmm. and two signed years. him out? or, or, or Yeah, and, and, about and the
7: judge was like, yo, you know, he had two gun charges on the under 18. And you know, at that time, there was very—they're very strict on gun charges in New York still. And uh, the, the you know, we, we he really wanted to box, and we told the judge, Judge Bamberger, we're, we're, thank you, Judge Bamberger. She was a mean little white lady, about this tall, but with an attitude. And she's like, you know, I don't want him boxing because he's violent. He's always getting into violent stuff. He's always getting getting arrested, getting arrested because uh, Melikat loves to, to to get down. So she was like, but how tall is he? He's short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like but he will stand up to the biggest, the meanest. You seen him fight the? He does not give a fuck. Ever. Wow. He still doesn't. I just spoke to him the other day. He just came home again. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There that's it what, is. That, that's <laughs> my baby, man. Shout out to that's why I call him. I say baby. He'll call me a hey, baby. You know, hey, baby. You know, and that that's my that's my bro. So he uh, but yeah, if it's on, he's he's ready. It don't matter what it is. He'll pop it, he'll do whatever. But he's a great little soft hearted kind guy, too. Very night. very cordial. But if it's a negative situation, he's ready for it. So just stay on his good side. That's <laughs> be on his good side, he loves you. Like he'll be like, Chris love, and he'll talk like a child. Like, know, I can play your drums. You know. No, man. But he wanted to box so bad and he was nice. So mm. I was like, Judge, why don't you let him box? Because if he can make a profession out of it, that's a positive thing. She goes, no, it's violent. She goes, have you heard the word remand? I remember she said that. She goes, I'm going to remand him. She goes, you're in music. Make him make a record. Uh, I was like, but he, so he didn't want to rap. He, he, he would be like, I don't want to do this. So he would always disappear. So that's why how long what did you it got take is to, what you got.
3: How long did it take to make uh, the group home album?
7: <laughs> that was the most heaviest test in my entire. Wait a entire minute, that was career. a sigh.
3: I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> Let's rewind that. It, 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 it was
7: just a lot of just push and pull to get it to be that right because it is a great album for what it turned yes. out to be. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and this is what it was when Jay Rue used to do his demos over at Black's crib. Um, this B, it's Black Big Shug, and 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 and, and uh, Groupon wasn't even rapping then. They were doing their demos over Black's crib. That's how it led to. Guru saying, yo, we should start Gangstar Foundation and he said, we should both sign three artists. He said, I'll sign three and you sign three. And I said, well, who are you going to sign? He said, I want J. Rue, Group Home and Suge. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have anybody yet, but eventually I'll get somebody. So let's start with them. He said, who do you think should go first? I said, Jay Rue's the one that's ready. He's got the voice. He's got the cocky attitude. You know, he used to call himself, he was a real fat guy back in the, back in the day before he started doing the martial arts and got really in shape. And he was like, he used to go up to girls going, yo, what's up, baby? I'm Porky the Pimp. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> want a date? He's
4: he
3: still <laughs> doing it.
7: Yo, yeah. He's he good. block he, any, oh, yeah. a joint.
4: Yo, oh, that's you? Your oh, Quest, yeah. that's you? oh, Is that yeah. You?
3: And yeah. ask you in front of the oh, girl. Oh, yeah. He's yo, dating. y'all
7: together? Oh, yeah. Keep it, been
5: around him. Porky the Pimp, no Before I
4: get
7: a pimp, yo, you want to date? And he, he said, "I'm the Fat Mac." And he <laughs> said, you, you think, matter of fact, Guru says that. Oh, there goes my man, the Fat Mac on no, uh, take two and, and pass. Take two pass. Yeah, you know. So like, <laughs> these are the things that really happen. And uh, so I like Rue is the most ready. Let me do a demo with him. And I remember LL Cool J and Chris Lighty had just left my apartment that I was living at at the time <clears throat> to work with some LL stuff, but it, it never transpired. And uh, for what album? Mm. Uh, That had to be 92, 14 Shots It had to be 14 yeah. Shots Because it was 92. 92, 92 Yeah, 14 Shots to the Dome Had uh Pink Cookies, right? Yep. Yeah, it was around that time Damn, yeah. you could have Saved that needed. record <laughs> I remember, 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 remember LL was like Yo, smoke, smoke a little bit yeah. of that good stuff And maybe that'll get you You know what I'm saying work, 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 Working on something hot you know, <laughs> you know. Oh, I got some joints, some I mean, LL joints. I, I'd play it for you. Yeah, I got some joints, you know. But but oh, but but, but, but oh, yeah, but, but uh, they 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 in the vault. But in in the meantime, since Jay Roof seemed like he was the most ready, um, that's when we said, well, let's put him in on on our next album on Daily Operation, and that's when we did On the Man, uh, and that came out dope. So we're like, yo, we got something. you know. These guys got a little little something. So that's why I was like, well, since I specialize in the beats, go let me do the beats. We still split everything down the middle, all the deals. We still 50-50, even if he doesn't touch anything on the album. I still make sure it, Guru gets his half. You know, people used to spread rumors of not even knowing, like he was getting more than him. It's like no, everything was split down the middle. Still uh, is.
3: Initially, J. Ru was going to be called the dirty rotten scoundrel and
7: dirty rotten scoundrel. Then the R and B group came okay. out. DR They came out You went My homies.
4: That was your first concert.
2: My homies.
7: for somebody. Intro. Okay, thank you. Oh my God. I mean, J. Ru was mad about that. Like, yo, that—that's why he said, uh um. On um, the original, the original don't sing no R and B. Okay, he was doing uh, a doing uh, j- jab at them. Um, but 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 we rule Once we start doing, once it Come Clean popped off, I just wanted to attack it. Just just taking drums and stuff that I knew would would would, would you know not really be used by everybody. Nobody's gonna take Billie Jean and and take that and just boom, uh, 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 and just trickling, you know. And Roy Ayers, let's clear the sample of uh, the. Yeah, 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 and you know everything was just rolling, but it wasn't a, like everything's gonna be just break beats or taking uh, you'll like it too and nothing like that. They just it was just so just, taboo though. They were just coming, just I, coming. I, I man, I <laughs>
3: I don't know. I just, it again, it was it was so taboo that that at that point, then I realized like oh, I feel like that was the first time I realized the value of flipping. Mm. yeah because then it's like because when i when i love mental stamina and i was like damn like i never considered billy jean breakable
5: right right it's right, that you right, have right, to take right. the whole thing like, yeah, like but, i know there's yeah.
3: isolated drums there but he actually made it work so now i gotta i gotta listen to all these records all over again and figure out how to Recontextualize and make it breakable.
5: My moment for that was the, the my unbreakable pre moment was when I heard uh, 10 Crack Commandments because I had that record, which I don't want to snitch, but Les- I, yeah, well, yeah, uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen, Naked Gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had, like that. Yeah, I had a Nessie Nielsen, Naked Gun. I like that. And, uh, but no, I had it. And so I used to just play that song.
1: You no, know, the, 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 the not the, the,
5: the original. drums. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, the original joint. Because those are just k- program kicks and stands. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would just play that song, like, in the morning, getting ready for school or whatever. And so then when Life After Death came out and everybody was like, yo, it's the 10 Crack joint, that's the one, that's the one. Right. So, you know, we get to school and we're in the uh, parking lot and my man is playing it. And the joint comes on. <laughs> you mad as shit. I'm waiting for the rest. I'm like, do, do, do. I'm like yo, that's. And you never I'm like the that. only one. I'm like I'm like no one else. Because the way that
7: the it's looping but God, is the way I was scratching. Because the drums were already relayed. and we were doing a promo for Angie Martinez. It wasn't for us. Or, uh, we were just doing a promo for Angie. That was a throw. What?
2: Yeah. <laughs> wait called, a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Listen.
7: <laughs> it's called. Oh, uh, An- Angie Martinez used to have a. Sh- this is when Angie was like the new yeah. hot thing, and she was, just, you know, brand new. Everybody loved Angie, so everybody was doing promos for her that were dope from Wu Tang to Onyx, and they were just so incredible. So Jay Rue was very popping at the time, and uh, but we said we're gonna do one because she loved Jay Ru's damage. So cause then, and and so uh, when we were doing it, she had a show called The Hot Five at Nine. Yeah, that's why I'm only scratching to Tonight. five. Oh, what's it five, six? Nine, uh, and nine. Well, no, what? It goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six, seven eight, eight, nine. nine cause it's nine o'clock. Yeah, and then after that, I'm just going one, two, two three, four, five,
5: and then back. Oh, one, two, God. two, three, three,
7: three, four, five. I don't go past five. Uh, until right before the verse, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, yeah. nine. It wasn't no ten. So that was initially and you had eight, to add eight, to Angie Martinez yeah. demo. Yeah. It's called The Hot Five. I have the song. Jesus Christ. All right, you're listening
3: to Love Supreme. <laughs> we're taking a quick break to pay some bills and get into our final hour with special guest DJ Premier right after this. All right, this is our final hour uh, of, of fanning out with DJ Premier who just revealed to us that some of his throwaways are some of the greatest things on <laughs> earth. ever. It's, that seems to be a common theme on this show yeah just from crookland from now uh, i'm not i'm just gonna work on a shit for two minutes <laughs> and I, I, I'm kind of imagine, um god i i had a uh
7: oh not to cut you so yes. when we did the high five and nine and and it uh and uh how it got to big is because puff was on hot 97 and that particular day she played the promo and I mean, she had played it He's many like, other times, that? you know, because you mix them up. But then, you know, you, you still hear somebody else promo a couple weeks later. He heard that. And my boy Danny was like, yo, uh, he hit me on my beeper and was like, yo, uh, telling Puff is telling you to call him on Hot 97. I'm like, for real? He's like, Yeah. He's like, he's like, turn it on. And I turned it on. He's, he's talking about other stuff. And, you know, cause now they're deep into their interview. And then finally he goes, Preem, call me. And then I called. And, and that's uh, when he said, Yo, Big wants that, wants that beat. Wow. And I was like, All right. But, they, you know, now I asked J Rue, Is he cool with it? He's like, Yeah. And, uh, and J Rue said, Yo, that's hip hop. It's all good. And then I gave it to Big. So I just muted the It's the Caliente, Cinco Allen whoever, on I <laughs> 97 with Angie Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just. Was
3: that two tracks of the sample because i tried to do it at once and can't in other words because you're using three tones to it right did you do it on
7: two tracks or straight one track one track and but then i put it in my sampler and just just made sure i I had had a trigger. so so i scratched my now that time yes that's, the, that's one the, one. One <laughs> the one time. One time. One time. I
3: knew. I knew was not crazy. Because man. I
7: wanted to. Because when you're doing it live, <laughs> I was liking it so much that I was like, it has to sound just like that. And I wasn't on Pro Tools yet. You know what I'm saying? I was still still on done. Because that's so hard to. Yeah, adjust that first. Inch. So so I just made. So what I do? I used to used to click. I still do this. I click in my head and just be like. And and imagine it's the same tempo as the way I want it to be, mm. and then I just told that when you hit the record on the sampler, I could go
4: it
7: and then yeah, I programmed that that way it's so loose it's like I'm doing it by hand, which technically I am I'm is it
5: scr- is it true that um for while we on biggie is it true that it was his idea to put the r Kelly sample? yeah'm um, unbelievable yeah yep,
7: yep. But he was on the way out and he's like, yo. Put put that unbelievable from Mark Kelly. I was like, yo, it might not be in tune. And I'm very, I was wondering about the decision. I'm very key conscious. You know, I'm like, I know you I'm sure you are. I was
3: wondering the decision behind that. Like, it works,
7: but
4: works, but but it don't.
0: Oh "Oh." Oh my God, I always thought that was a woman. That's, crazy. that's R. Kelly. That's R. Kelly. believe uh, unbelievable. Did you know your body's calling? calling. This uh, is one of did my favorite sounds,
4: songs.
3: Too. Nah, that's, yeah. That's cool. and really she was 12 like. at the time. So I, was I. Was hit,
4: yeah,
3: right. That was a hit, That yeah, was a hit. It was. I had the single.
0: It wasn't like it said, Biggie featuring R. Kelly, though. So I was like, wow.
3: Okay, so can you confirm? Bill. Can you confirm that that's Patrice Russian? On what? Unbelievable. Unbelievable no
4: okay
2: mm. wait 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 wait, ah, wait, wait, wait. Can, can, all, are you are you unwilling stabs. to confirm or
3: is are just stabs is the stabs i know and, right, right and i just pitched it i, I pitched was told that the sta- i thought the stab was from um, um, remind me yeah remind me Mm-mm.
0: yo i thought y'all excuse me i'm just asking student question mm-hmm. i really thought stabs was just like a slang term but that is a real technical term when yeah, it comes yeah. to
3: like it's mm-hmm. an onomatopoeia
0: Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. And then, Just that much of a, of a, okay. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a sound. It's an audio
3: out of Montepia. When the horns goes, that's a, it's okay. a horn stab. Yeah, that wasn't stab.
7: that wasn't Patrice Rushen. No. Okay. Back to square one. You, you, know hear, what it is? In, you see, Do you, you, know what it you it see, is? if when I hit it, it has a rattle, it goes. There's it a little rattle, and so I, I back then before I could play bass notes on a keyboard. I used to just pitch everything on the nine fifty. So so if it needs to be boom boom boom, I just boom 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 and just and just put them on the same output so that I could cut them. So I was just going boom 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 yeah, yeah.
3: Are you going to reveal what that staff is? so I can sleep
7: tonight. Come by the studio. I'll load it up because I found the. I found it. <laughs> I found the disc, ah. dude. If you figure oh, it out, there's a least five
4: thousand
3: dudes that are
7: like,
3: just tell us
7: what it is. Okay, okay. Uh, that, that's behind the scenes, but come by. Uh, so can he come back? Hey, no, so no, 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 I have everything did. already. It, when you load it up, it's automatically on the pads and everything. So when he, so when, can he come? And back And I'll even and let tell you. People? I'll even let you. I'll film you even doing it yourself. <laughs>
4: oh, shit. hold right, so <laughs> on. I'm, they know, they know, they know, know, I'm a fuck this shit, man.
7: And and in pieces, just them yeah, well, we yeah, know know that. That. yeah we know it's a <laughs> yeah. but yeah uh, man and even that looked like impeach again because impeach came from big going calling me going I was like big I don't have time to do a beat and he's like yo I just need this one for the B side of my single juicy and I was like I don't have time he goes man you could do impeach I don't care anything and I said okay so come by came by and because I remember I had uh remember uh, the legion yeah, the, the uh, the, 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 uh the that was what jingle uh, jangle jingle, jangles jingle jangles jangle jingle jangle, and jangle. Yes. he goes in other words I'm a big mother and, and I had to go on so it was going boom 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 I'm a big I'm a big i I'm, I'm a I'm a big and big was like, I don't like that. And I was like, yo, it's dope because you big and he's was going, I'm a big, I'm a big, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big, 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 big. And he was like, no.
4: And that's why. And then try to jam it, it on yeah, the yeah, one. Jam and jam on the
7: one. And then he, that's why he came up with the yo use uh, the R. Kelly. Wow. And then that's how R. Kelly got cool. Cause R. Kelly loved the record because you know we had to go through him to clear it. And then 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 they started doing Every day and night outbread, yeah, yeah, and then you know, mm-hmm. big just on everything then after that. That's dope, man. Do I, we
3: have any Nas Illmatic questions? No. Is there anything about your Illmatic questions that we don't know? Hmm. Do I is there? Like did it. You know, it's well, so Wait crazy. a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. You know I've crazy. been ready for ready to die question. Okay. Cause you the original version of Because you want to be hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Why? Even though I like the, I live for the fuck I thought The uh, version that's on it.
4: Why you did like that, that beat remix. ever made
3: it? Why you like
7: that? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Guess what it's called? It's called I don't like this remix. That's what it's called. <laughs> I just gave it to. A it fat officially, officially came out. Silly. I just he just asked me for it yesterday because he said he's coming next week to New York and he's like, is there any way I can get that? Because he said I only got a radio rip and it sounds horrible and. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'll give it to you. You know, I got the instrumental. Wait, too. why don't you like it? I just thought it could have been better. You know, it's big. You know, and and I I, I think everything yeah. I've done prior to that is better than well, that. In that case, what three beat of yours are you like? Eh,
3: that's like a staple to us.
7: Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't like, like Memory that? Lane. What? Nas? What? Nas was like, yo. I can. This I'm kind of with them on that. One. Nas. What? Man. Nas was making fun of the Ruben Wilson cover because he's like, "Look at this dude." Yeah, the you, set know, he's, yeah. yeah you know, he's like he's, <laughs> no, so they're, they're it laughing. It like you know what? <laughs> it sounds like, but
3: this is the thing. All right, it, it's 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 a synesthesia thing for me because it's like when I hear it, it feels like winter. Mm. It feels like it's something about that loop that makes it feel like it's winter outside. Right. Like there's certain loops that make you see some shit. The same way that I saw that Funhouse on For Better For oh, Worse without Far right. Side, yeah,
4: just, mm.
3: I see him sitting on a park. It's that's how he's winter.
7: Like, like it's it's like a win- I don't know if it's a yeah, yeah yeah, but yeah. But well, for for one with Memory Lane, I never liked it because I I, I thought New York State. I wanted to just do New York State of Mind represent even represent, represent is was a rem that's yeah. a remix. The one is on the album is a remix. Uh, Word. Yeah, the original is uh, some baseline uh, jazz sample I use. I, I I got the original version. I'll give you that too. How did you switch it? The last minute? well, it represent was the first record we did. Period. And uh, and um, after I heard
3: what the everyone World else is yours,
7: said, I was there at that session. Pete did all them scratches in one take. We were at that uh, battery. Mm-hmm. Then q Tip met, uh, met up with us and pause mixed the Heath brothers and brought the cassette to Nas because I was giving him Nas a, drive, a ride to me. Wait, over. that's a wait, pause wait, Yeah, that's a pause tape. He didn't tape? tell us that shit. That's a pause tape. I was there. What? Yeah, I wasn't and there when he made it. One I love. was there when he brought it to give to Nas because I was giving Nas a ride to me up with puff. And I'm giving him a ride and, Kit, and we met up with Tip and he gave him the cassette. And if you hear the cassette, it's going boom, man so yo. you're just like, what in the fuck is this? Because I didn't know who the Heath Brothers was yeah. at that time. And it's just like, and he's going, you know, some of them are on. You know when you pause, yeah, stage, yeah, pa- yeah, you can, pausing, get, you can get four bars tight and then you'll be a little off. And now I was like, yo, man, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yo, man, I got to change mine because New York State of mine I was happy. I was like, "This is what what we supposed to make." Mm-hmm. I, I just like I said, I, I love when the streets have uh, uh, something that, that 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 feeds their their pain and anger and stuff, you know. So that's why I like it, just as gutter as possible. So even even when it's melodic, but so with "Memory Lane," I was just like, when Nas was laughing at the cover, he was just like, "Yeah, he's like this, this dude looks funny," and then when we hear that, he was like, "Yo, that's it, that's it." I'm like, "Nah, that's too happy." He said, no, I, I dug that up. I'm like, nah, I need some hard stuff. But that's the thing, though. Like, I feel like you be trying to match, especially, like, in later eighties
3: yeah. shit, you got to be as good as them. Yeah. But if you, if you think about it, some of the most menacing sound in hip-hop is when there's a contradiction. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So that beautiful that, loop over mm-hmm. how he's delivering it, it works, even with shook ones. I'm about to say shook ones, yeah. Because was... P and them, they're not, like, I thought Onyx was the, Pinnacle that's of right. hardcore. right? And then they come with this like Robert De Niro deadpan shit.
7: Yeah. And, and that it scares it. the shit out of you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it works that
7: way. Yeah. Nah, but, man. But like I, the beautiful shit works with. And I put the drums to it and he was like, that's it. And, but when I heard him spit, the I rap for listening, his blunt ass, <laughs> and frisks, business, and that, I was business. like, wow, this is kind of cool. But it, I still was not crazy about it. Then once I heard the, uh, One Love, I was like, I'm changing my represent. And so I gave <laughs> I gave Nas the new remix, and he was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. What? I go back How to did the you get go it back it? To, I just pushed and pushed and pushed, like, come on, please, Nas. Like, <laughs> let's roll with this one. This is the one. This is the one. I'm glad he, he took your flight. He was That's like, no. Shit. He totally was like, no.
3: Okay, before place. we wrap up,
7: yeah.
3: one more client Hove.
7: Okay. Your, your Hove process, like, he for reasonable doubt I mean, yeah, for reasonable doubt he would just call me and go, Yo, I got this song and he would do the rhyme over the phone and be like, Yo, and I, I want you to do this, dear God, I wonder can you say me? I can't you know, I
5: can't die,
7: I can't die, all that stuff.
5: Ah oh, man. And I was like,
7: All right, I'll meet you down there. He, he got there, I had dum, 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 mm-hmm. he's like, That's it. Mm-hmm. Goes in and does it. Um, friend of foe, we I was just, because I make my beats on the spot and, you know, I'm I'm known for that. And that's how I've always that's always You been make my, it
3: in front of a person. Every
7: time. Every time, I never be like yo. Here's ten beats, pick one. I sit there and make it right there. Isn't
3: that too much pressure when cats are watching you though? It's the only way I know. I thought that's how you oh, did shit. it. Shit, you know something? First time I ever met you, you were making MCs act like they don't know. Woo! Oh man, I totally <laughs> forgot.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fucking oh. um, we were with we were with the beat beat Miners making the silent tree remix. Besides, the
5: the Will for going? To yeah, hoodoo. and they went to the room. Right, so we were,
3: and then the I kept hearing this bell going off. Ding, 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 ding. and <laughs> I was behind that door watching that shit. I totally forgot yeah. you
7: were like making that beat. Yeah, right everything's in front on of. the spot. Yeah, and oh, the rewind the Nas the O-Matic, Shan Nicholson who did the Rubble Kings. Mm-hmm. Okay, about the all the gangs yeah, in the New gangs, York. Yeah. Um, he, he was a guest on my radio show, and he said. He said, yo, he said, I got a crazy story for you. you He said, we met before, let me tell you the story when we go on the air. And he said, yo, he said, you came in to give Nas the memory lane dat, uh, to let him hear uh, the final mix at Chung King, he said, and I was an intern there, and he said, and on the way out, and uh, and he introduced me to AZ, all of them was there. They they had just done life's a bitch. They played it for me, I met Nas' father. I watched his father go in the booth and do the horn part in one take. Well, he did a couple of takes, but the one that he said, this is the one, that's the one that ended up on the album. But I remember he, he said, uh, he said on the way out, I said, don't forget when the phone, when the answer machine goes off, whatever you do, say, I chill. He goes, okay, got uh, it. And you know, but for him to be yeah. an intern and, and he said at that time it was like, what is it? Cause I said, no matter what you do, that's what you got to say at the end of the phone or the phone message. And he said he got hard to earn and hurt heard I. Chen plus no, it starts it off. Yeah. And he's like, wow, that's what he was doing. Oh, he, shit, he Shout out to Shan Nicholson, which is a dope documentary. Yeah, and I watched it. If you never seen Rubble Kings, check out Rubble Kings. It's an amazing yeah.
0: documentary. Can I ask a Christina Aguilar question? Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just. Yes. I just. Oh, do I do it now? I just need to know because I feel like you haven't done but so many R and B albums and the full the full thing. Like how that happened because I know she called you up first and what made you go, yeah.
7: Well, I was I was a fan of her. You know, I wasn't a genie in a bottle. You know, it was a, it was a cute pop record and it is what it is. But uh, <clears throat> when she did beautiful. Even when she did "Dirty with Red Man," I was like, "Man, she got Red Man in her video." And even, she, even though she had the, she was, she was wearing the skimpy chaps and showing her butt and everything, <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know, it's a daring little chick and everything. So when it came to them reaching out to me. Uh, it, it, her, her ex-husband Jordy got got to get a lot of credit, but he, because he put her on the Group Home album, and she was really into the Group Home album. So when I met her, she's like, "I love the the music in this Group Home album, the structure, everything. You know, I want something like this and that type of a vibe, but using more jazz type samples or whatever." And
0: yeah, back in the we, day, we was just, like,
7: well, back in the day woo. was the first song we did. Oh, and, wow. and I, Why was that I, released? Oh, I love that God. song. I love that song. Oh. I love that. And she song. cut
5: that in D and D. No, when, when she came to D and D first,
7: okay. and then uh and I I played it the be because I, I was like I gotta have something ready, mm-hmm. so I got there a little early, cooked it up, did it, and then when she got there, she was like I like this one, and and uh, then we went to record plant oh. in L A. And uh cut it there. I remember Madonna was in one room. Uh, uh, Macy Gray was in another room. then Biscuit was in another room. And Evanescence was in another room. And, Good, and, and her, yeah, Good That's a lot of money. And, and I remember the cameras were all outside because they had heard she was getting married. And Paparazzi's they were waiting to get paparazzi. To so, you know, I'm with her all the time. And I would even see pictures saying... Uh, with her, with such as such, a entourage and bodyguard, and I'm like, I'm not the bodyguard. <laughs> oh, I would go out to the car to go grab something out of the car, and they'd be like, "That's Christina's bodyguard," because you know, you know, oh, I God. guess it's the way my stature, whatever. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> little do they know I'm the one making the beat. But back in the day, was the first one we did. She did uh, Cara Aguati, big up to her. She she wrote that right on the spot. She would sit there with her little dog, um, with her, her little Chihuahua, right. and and, uh, and and she would do it on a laptop. Boom. They would go in the room and just vibe together because Christina has to be involved with, with the structure and everything. She's real meticulous. And she cut a vocal
0: real quick. Because the shout outs in that song are real like. Yeah, from- she
7: said, do your thing. She said, do your thing.
3: I'm I'm skipping moment of truth. Mm-hmm. I know. we I know,
5: <laughs>
7: But I got
3: it. Like, in my mind, I'm like, I got five questions. But there's one for the owners. Mm-hmm.
5: No hi-hats. Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you started this
3: madness revolution of no hi-hats.
5: Right.
3: Wow. What made you even think to go
4: there? <laughs> yeah.
7: Because um
4: And did a, you constantly say a person No more
7: hi-hats? No, because a uh in a review, a guy said Premier used the same hi-hat all the time, and I was offended by it. More
3: than Jermaine Dupree.
7: And I was <laughs> I was offended by it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not it's the same thing when I start stop using jazz samples. I was like, because everybody keeps thinking, keep saying that we're jazz rapping. It's like, we're not rapping about jazz. We're, which is why Guru always said, I'll do the Jazz Matazz project to protect gangsters from this, the, the, from this category. Give it some uh, because we're rapping about regular stuff. So I said, I'm going to start using weird sounds to show that I am a versatile beat maker. So I did that on purpose because I, did, I, I couldn't take criticism at that time when somebody would say. <laughs> no, it's weird
3: because then everyone followed suit and just. Yeah, he and I hat away. Yeah, but, this guy Jesus said he used the
7: same hi-hat on every single record. And I was like, Phew. so that's why I started going, all right, now what? You know, and that was before the internet. But it's just like, I, so I purposely did it on, on some spite shit. But even
5: with skills, though, I remember with skills, I had I first heard that uh, Tony Touch, it played it. Uh, and the
7: Rapper Dapper Snapper.
5: I was like, yo, like, the fact, those drums, that was kind of like on your jam. Yeah, it's,
7: you it's not at this regular point where you like, like, oh, take it.
5: God, like. Yeah. And
7: again, I do that for people like yourself to get it. Like I know Quest Love will get it. I remember when before we had already met and but um we got more cool when I started uh hanging with D'Angelo because uh, D'Angelo was had just gotten signed to Chrysalis, so because Arrested Development was our first label mates outside of hip hop and then uh and then D'Angelo came and I remember when uh Lindsay, uh who was A and R there, uh whose mother owned Sylvia's, <clears throat> he was like, Yo, ch- tell me what you think of this guy from Virginia. And so when I heard it I was like, Yo, this dude's dope. So we had to go on a lot of promo together. they had already signed him. Okay. They were saying that did, did he legit. I'm like, Yeah. And then me and D'Angelo got this super duper cool. And then you, he, start, he used to always say he's getting with you. Mm-hmm. And he'd always be. And we get with Jay Dilla too. You know, God bless him. So uh, I was there at that session when you were leaving. Uh, when I was about to do Devil's Pie,
1: I you was were just there. <laughs> You was on your
7: way out from doing. How does it feel? Right. You had just laid all the, the drum yeah. parts. And and he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be naked in the video." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's not even thinking. He like, "Yeah, I got a trainer. He, I, I, I train every day. He's got me. He's getting me in shape." He said, "Well, I'm gonna be cut." And when that shit came out, I was like, "Damn, this motherfucker's ripped!" And you know, because he's you know he's a regular shirt and yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't look came like out he was, of nowhere.
0: Yeah. He, was, he was
3: up in the sea room, literally cutting all these uh, stuff for Devils. Pot, like to see it made, and me and Dilla are there, mm-hmm. like. He's the reason why double trouble exists when things fall apart okay, okay. cuz they were all just like playing each other shit knocking each other out and I had nothing to he knock each other out <laughs> so then I was like I need, I need a song goddamn it and so double Actually, trouble love my life thank wow.
2: you I got, I, got, I got a question I got a question great, yes you use a lot of vocal samples um do you have a like a book that with just like everything or you just have it all up here all all up here like cuz you just seem to be able to find the most perfect vocal sample for every song based
7: on either the rhyme or what the song is about, or the title, any of those—that um, it's stuff—will just come to me. going, oh, so and so said that, and then sometimes it won't work. It might, the, the drums from the sample mm-hmm. might be for you, you force it in because sometimes you can hear the the drums from the original sample come in and it won't fit. And sometimes, and, and I call the other thing I call call force fitting. Like, you know, let me see if I can force fit it, and if if I can force fit it where it doesn't sound really messed up, like with Master Peel, with um with the the, the Youngsters, Youngsters remix. Yeah. You can hear all the tick, 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 tick. right, yeah, 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 and and it worked. I just said, then I'll take it all. There's the a
3: blog dedicated to every acapella he ever cut in his career. Wow, <laughs> there's a blog, really, and it's not even called "In This Business of Rap." <laughs> <laughs> wow,
4: really. All right, I'm
5: sorry, Fonte. You oh, can no, ask no, the no. Okay, i taking, so, Guru. So where were you when uh you found out he passed, and what was the what was the relationship between Guru and Solar, like, and you know, that dynamic, like, what was that all about? Because it just looked weird,
7: very, yeah, very I, weird. I very won't weird. talk
5: about him too much, but
7: what I, what I can say is, um, just because he's not worthy of the energy, but, um, but for one, uh, when he passed, I remember I had just seen him in the hospital, which I got to thank, uh, Guru's nephew and his both of his nephews, uh, Justin and uh, Denzel. Denzel is his, is his young nephew. Denzel's the one that's like, yo, I just went and saw him because you know there was a list of people that couldn't come in there because the whole healthcare proxy and stuff assigned to old boy. <clears throat> so when uh, when it came, to, I wasn't gonna go see him. I was just like, you know what? I just hope he pulls through. I hope he pulls through because I'd already spoken to his father, and his father was keeping me up. I, I wasn't even on Twitter yet. Buster and Q Tip were the ones that were on my behalf. Tweeting, yo, just talk to Preen. That's not true. He, he He's not. You know, he didn't have a heart. He didn't. He never had a heart attack. He had a cardiac arrest from an asthma attack, and they induced him into a, a coma to prevent him from dying. He just did not recover from that because you have to send signals to the brain to to, re, re, to get your nerves cracking. And there was nothing but silence in the room every day. And and people that would they said music. Voices and things that he loves will trigger his brain to get him. He'll snap out of the coma and go back to normal. He never woke up ever. So all that I'm up and uh, to my fans that that didn't happen. That wasn't no. Gotcha. So uh, so when it came to uh, going to the hospital, uh, Denzel went because they're family members and they were they, they were Guru's father was able to override the 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 legal people at the hospital because he got the power and you know and, you know he's a Supreme Court judge and he got that to happen wow. where they could go in you know so. When Denzel went, Denzel called me and was like, yo, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, dude, how am I going to get in? He goes, I don't care. This is a young kid. He's like, I don't care, but you need to be there. Out of anybody else, you need to go. And the way he said it, and, and I go, and I still was like, nah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm just going to pray every day that everything goes good. He goes, Bream, find a way. That's what he said. And the way he said it, I was like, all right, I'm going Monday. And I called two of my guys and said, cause they, two of my guys had already seen him through certain circumstances mm-hmm. when they took Justin up there. So being that he got in there through the right, you know, he was allowed in and he got to see him and he was telling me what he looked like and all that stuff. Now they they came with me just in case, you know, so I was like, let's see if we can get in there. We got there, they they, they stopped me and was like, yeah, hey, can I help you? And they were like, where are you going? Because I was already told what room, 268. And I was like... Uh, two sixty-eight, and 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 Guru's father said, if they turn you down, ask for a healthcare. Pro- I mean, a proxy advocate. They can, they can't deny you, and then they know you on on your shit. I know you know. Yeah. And I said, and so I asked for a proxy advocate. They, cause the first thing when I said, nah, who are, you know, what room I'm going to? Do? They're looking at the list. oh yeah, you can't go in or whatever. I asked for a proxy advocate. They said what's gonna be a half an hour to an hour. I said, All right, I'll wait. Waited, it, waited, it, waited, it, waited, waited. Getting to the point where I'm getting restless, where I don't want to go in, it's not working. This dude, this black guy, rolls in in a wheelchair and and starts he starts cursing at the information desk. God, I want to see my doctor right now! And he's causing a ruckus where now no one's really kind of it's paying aversion. attention. I um I go around uh, the, I go around the back first, but because I'm like man, maybe there's another way to get into the side. This dude's out there he's taking a lunch break. Black guy taking a lunch break. He works in the morgue. And, uh, and of all places, Guru's allowed. This is this is before he passed. Dude's working in the morgue, sitting there, and he's like, uh, "I was like, yo, man, you know who I am?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and and he's like, "Is there any way you can get me in? Get me in?" You know what he says? He says, "If you listen to my demo."
4: Wow! <laughs> oh, wow! wow.
7: <laughs> and you know what I said? I will listen to your album. <laughs> I will listen to your. Album, just wow. whatever you could do. He said, "Well, you, you got to be back in a certain amount." He said, "I'll be back." He said, "But so you have to give me a minute, man." He would be broke out when we waiting. We're like by trash dumpster entrances and stuff, and and he's like, he, he takes forever to come. And now my my gut, which I, you know, I always tell Keith, you, you got to go with your gut. I was like, man, this is to where I'm just gonna say forget it. But I'm not really a quitter type dude and give up. And I was just like, man, I gotta just do it my way. And he's taking too long. And I told I told uh, Black was with me and my homie Eon. And I was like, "Yo, if dude doesn't come by 15 minutes after, and I'm watching my clock hard, I'm gonna to do it my way. And if that don't work, I'm out." Because they had already gone in to see him, and they got by, you know. So that they got to see him, see him. This was Eon's second time because he came to hold Justin down just in case there was any problems. So uh, when uh, when I go back in, they're doing construction on the bathroom and the entrance. So being that the construction in the bathroom was being worked on. Um, You have to go, you have to pretty much be let in if you need to use the bathroom. It's the hospital, they got to pretty much honor that. I was like, I really got to go to the bathroom. Is there anywhere I can go? She goes, Listen, you go around to the left and go all the way to the end of the hall, but I'm going to be timing you to come back. She said, So go to the bathroom, come back. Right when I'm going to the bathroom, there's the gift shop, you know, you buy flowers, all that stuff for people, and the elevator's right there. As soon as I look at the elevator, I see it's going four, three, it's down. two, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this because they're so busy with that guy still yelling. Even after all that time, I went outside to the dumpster and everything. That guy still. I want to see my doctor. You know, he's still doing that. Boom. Next thing you know, a family of like five or six people, big family, like football player size, all come to the elevator, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I duck, I duck behind the because the guys like for at least six five and you know the the wife is a big girl and she's got like three or four kids and they're all kind of big so I kind of go in with them and he goes what floor and I go two he goes oh we're going to two I was like good because now they can block me As soon as we get on the floor the nurse you know because still they think I'm going to the bathroom As soon as we get on the floor we go I follow them and I'm just thinking 268, 268 268 268 the nurse comes up and gets up, she's like, Excuse me, can I help all you all of you? And she goes, Yeah, we're seeing such and such and such and such And he go, what room number? They said two sixty nine. Wow She goes, Follow me. Yeah. So no, no, no. yeah. So she two sixty eight, two sixty nine. Oh, that's She right. goes, that's right. Follow me. So I let them walk in and then I go and I back up and then slide in the in the room. And I have my moment of truth C D and my Gangstar shirt. And I went in there, and, you know, and pulled the cover down because I wanted to see what he looked like if he's been kept because you know when you're in the hospital either you pay them to clean your fingers wash you up and all that or you got to do it It wasn't. I even asked is he on the thing to be cleaned up they're like no the family members got to do it so you know once I saw he was dirty, you know, nails, all, you know, just just not clean all this stuff. I'm just like, and he's just laying there. His eyes is open, but they're just, and he's on the, uh, ventilator. The, rest, the ventilator. Yeah. So it's doing a, you know, that, and you know, so that's going on and he just, he's, he's looking up like he's awake, you know, so. But, but he's not. He's nah, he's, totally he's, he's already don't. brain dead, you know, so, Shit. um, mm-hmm. because I, maybe it was what, almost three weeks after I seen him and, uh, and so. You know, I just it was just me and him, and it's crazy because me, I talked to Dr. Dre about this. Like with the easy thing, it's almost like that same type of thing, man. Because I just talked to him, put the shirt on him, saying, "Yo, you know what this is all about." And you know, I'll forever rep this. And and I wanted to put the CD under his uh under under his mattress, but then the nurse walks in and said, "Hey, you're not supposed to be in here. You gotta leave." And I said, "Ma'am, listen." And I showed her the cover, like, "Look, this is us." This is the reason why i just wanted to come in and see him she go look you got five minutes and she let me have my time said what i had to do kissed him walked out never saw him again until static selector called me at like six in the morning and he's like please don't say it's true because we had already been getting please don't say it's true and it was false alarm so this one when I, i called his sister and she was like I, I, I could see hearing her voice like, don't, 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 don't say anything yet. I I, I can't confirm that, you know, because we were all in, in touch with each other now. And she's just like, D- I, I can't conf- confirm it yet. Let me get back to you. I'm hearing the same thing, but I don't believe it. You know, and I was like, all right, I'm going to just wait for you. And then, and then it got confirmed. Plus, the great thing was uh, his father, uh, you know, was able to obtain the body, get it back to Boston. And he was like, he gave a, a funeral key was there. Um, the whole Gangstar Foundation was there. All of us met up and came together, and he had a private funeral. It was probably maybe a good two, three hundred people. Maybe okay. it was, it, it, yeah, it was, yeah, we had it on the campus. Maybe two hundred people. The, the, the clocks and the Elams. That's the both sides of the family. Yeah. And uh, his father called me and said, "I'm running everything." And you know, Judge Elam, you listening? He he's a stern dude. I knew him when I used to stay at their house way when we was just on our first album before stepping the arena, staying at the at the Elam's house and all that stuff in Boston. So. I've been around, around, and, and his father said, I need you and Shug was Sugar Bear back in the day. Okay. He said, I need you and Sugar Bear to speak, he said, "He and, and when he brought us on stage to speak, the first thing he said is, I don't care what my son went through, ever, all I know is him and this man and Suge was the best part of his career. He said, and that's why they're here, and I want them to speak, and we spoke. And I told for little jokes. I had everybody laughing. You know, just crazy stuff Guru used to do. You know, he used to steal my clothes. And since he's so small,
4: <laughs> since he's so
7: you know he's, he's real skinny, he's real skinny. So like you know, yeah, you know, I've seen him in with, with no clothes. He's a bony kid, but <laughs> but very well, athletically built, six pack stomach. Mm. He, got, he got he got he got the physique and everything. But he used to wear sweatpants you know, the, the, the cotton ones. And then so you wouldn't see the sweatpants coming out the bottom. He would put rubber bands around the ankles so that they would stay <laughs> stay held. And he would put my pants on. So I'd come back to the house and be like, where's all my pants at? And he'd come in later on from work and stuff, because he was a caseworker as well. And he's got my shoes on, my pants on, my jacket, my shirt. And, and then he would always go, all premier shit. All <laughs> premier <laughs> shit. Word up, man! Like, like that became that became a that became a regular thing. That became a regular thing. But yeah, but as far as when they connected it was close to when the uh, the owners happened. Uh, shout out to Black Jesus, who really is where the connection came from because they were they were doing work together, and uh, things. You know, we, we always saw the the strangeness too, but we always ignored it. You know, it was just like I right. some some. You know, we, we did, when Guru did Ill Kid and. Uh, 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 Ballhead Slick Ballhead Project Slick. he always had a string of producers that would do, the, that do beats for him so we just figured he's just another one of those guys and then it just got to a point where as time built I mean you really noticed that he, the, the the us being around each other was very very minimal you know what I'm saying it, yeah. the same people that you pretty much saw all the time was around around us and he didn't travel with us nothing like that except one time right, to Colorado so
5: all the, all the by other the gates, time the owners was doing like so that was, almost was 04. Oh, th- oh 03. Oh, oh 03. Oh 03. Cause we were on tour with Tyler
7: Kuali and, uh, and, uh, yeah, Tyler Kuali, Common.
5: No, it was Common's
7: Electric uh, Circus Tour. 02. Yeah.
0: yeah,
7: and, uh, and Kwali opened up and that's when Kwali was bringing Kanye. and We were like, why you keep bringing Kanye to the tour? He said, cause he gave me my first hit record and he didn't charge me for it. So I'm now I'm bringing him because he's, a, and then Kanye told me that day, yo, I'm uh, I'm, I'm about to start rapping. He said, "I'm about to do an album. It's gonna be called College Dropout." And he said, "Premiere. It's gonna go double platinum." And I was looking at him like, "Man, that's a cocky thing to say, but I ain't doubting it.
4: I, I hope it does.
7: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be bigger
3: than you one day. To and, and watch. And, <laughs> and
7: man, it happened. College Dropout just popped off. But yeah, we saw the strangeness, and it was weird to all of us. So it it, it ain't just us. It's everybody, you know. Yeah. And then you know, even just people just spreading stupid stuff about. Like, we were hating on, on the situation. It's like, no, everybody's grown men. Whatever you just you choose to do is what you choose to do. Just tell the truth as far as what, what's going on with, with, with the, how you represent yourself. But as far as, not like, the gay rumors and all that, that part I didn't believe in. I, I never believed that Nah, either. that, and part, I want, that yeah. part I wasn't worried about. That, that was all just nonsense because everybody, but I understood why people were like, well, it's a weird relationship. But that part I never was like, well, damn, maybe he changed. Nah, he was still good, just... Just in a different mental space where he—that wasn't him. You know the way he was looking, the way he was dressing. I know Goo when he get Goo had his own style. I started seeing the, the the similarities in dress and everything. I was just like, this is not my dude. So even when people post certain pictures of him. I'm like, that's the that's afterwards. I don't acknowledge any of those pictures and none of that
5: stuff. By the time by the time when uh, when him and Sola are, are working together, was Goo getting clean at that time? I heard that he was he Honestly, kinda laid up on the drinking.
7: He's gotten cleaner several times. And one of the first times he got clean, you can vouch for this, was when we were in Seattle and he spazzed out hard body on stage. It was the second time he did it because remember the first time he was flipping uh was Rhode Island. Rhode, Rhode Island. yeah, Rhode Island. Then but the one that he filmed and we showed Guru on the tour bus. This is how you look when you wild out. And he st- I remember he kept. We we're all playing cards and we used to play cards every day and and be be you know bugging out, laughing. Some people watching movies. Some was playing video games. And Guru's is still staring, watching what he looks like on stage because he's never seen himself that wild and out. On, you know, in that and, and the, the next day he quit. He quit drinking. Quit Man. drinking. So even if he, and he relapsed, yeah, but he would still he still quit. Again, again, they start back, he quit again. So, when Katz is talking about, yeah, yeah, we got him clean, it's like, no, we got him clean because we watched him watch that tape, you know what I'm saying? And he would not stop rewinding. And this is not DVD, this is like where you gotta go, you know, (laughs) yeah, this ain't DVD era. And he kept over and over watching, he was wilding that day at that show. It's crazy, you know. Shout to uh Goldie. He got into a fight with Goldie. I had to break. It's it's one of the craziest nights ever in Seattle, and anybody that was there, even common, will tell you that was a crazy night, and we got it all on tape. So. That was the day. The next day is when he stopped drinking from that day. That's when I was like, man, now Cass is claiming they got him, got him well. No, we got him well first. And really. that
5: was why y'all were touring the owners. Yeah. That was the owners. Yeah. So by and that even, time, y'all's relationship, y'all were we still, still But we still
7: But we're still rocking because we always would have drama over some nonsense. Nonsense. Never nothing like really, really mm-hmm. substantial. Nonsense. And even then, it's like. This is not worth it, you know, because I'm always the, it's Not worth it, guy, because I don't want to fight and beat up my my boy. That's my dude, and he's not he's not my size. He's not he'll he'll throw it. He throw down. He he will knuckle up, and he, and he doesn't care what size you are. But I don't want to fight him. That's my <laughs> partner. But all the fights we've had, it's always went to love. I love you, my nigga. We let's go, and and that's his line. I love you, man. I love you, yo. Let's go out, and we'll go out and celebrate. Getting get. get drunk and come back but now he's the happy drunk he's the best <laughs> i'm the know. nicest oh no 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 that's what I, he's I, mad uh, and you're still not bad at, they can't out-rap me but <laughs> yeah but 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 yeah it, it's like um my, my, the, the thing that really touched me the most is when his father said i i, I need y'all there you get i need the two of you there if not anybody else you two and that that was a big deal even when his father died uh his father wanted to make it to his 91st birthday or his 90th birthday. I think it was 91st. Could be it's one of the. It's either 90 or 91. He was doing really bad just after Guru had passed, and he said, uh, "If I can make it to my birthday party, even the doctors told him, no, 'No, don't do the party. You're really not well.'" He said, "No, if I can have this party, I'm ready to die." You know, and and so uh, the day he passed, I had to go to Switzerland to do, no to Switzerland to do a, do a festival. And when he passed, they were having the service the following day, and I asked his sister Trish, shout to her, she's, she's a soldier, man. Uh, Trish, uh, I asked her, hey, is there any way I could go to the funeral home and go see your dad before I go to Europe? Because... I don't want to miss the funeral, but I really can't back out of the gig because I had already canceled one when I had my knee surgery, and I've never canceled a gig in my life. And they were me you know, I don't want to be one known for you know how as an artist don't show up. They start saying, "Oh yeah, do a video showing that you're here because we want to make sure." You, but I did a full video showing that my knee I just had surgery, and they said it was I could have had a, a blood clot and had a heart attack on on the plane because it was too close to my surgery. So when his father passed and uh, they were having the service the next day. She said, I'll call on your behalf and tell him it's okay for you to go see him. She said, you and Suge. And uh, so I called Suge and I said, listen, my flight's the same day to go to Europe. I'll catch a quick shuttle to Boston, see him, and then fly back to New York and then get on the plane to Europe. And that's exactly what I did. And met Suge, she Shug picked me up at the airport. We got to the funeral home and they were like, hey, we, we got him to a point where you could see him. When saw him, first thing I said was, thank you so much for giving me your son. And, you know, we stood there for a while, just talked around him and, you know, rubbed his hand, gave him a kiss. And then I went back and got on the plane, transferred to another airline and went, to, went on, on the road. But I felt like I got that. That was a certain part of closure I needed. That's why, you know, and again, I wanted to thank him even, in the, even though his soul had already left. I, I was like, I got to touch him.
3: Well, Primo. Thank you for making He'll our dreams come true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, just the just the chance to fan out. I mean, there's definitely enough for two Three episodes. But, hours, yeah. Jesus Christ, work. we need to get to the half your production work. Yeah, yeah Post- all, all the remixes. and remixes. And, yeah. and um, the breaks. Just
5: shout out to the break. Dan oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the breaks,
3: we man, don't shout they, out uh, the break.
7: Just, and since like, uh, I scored it all. I've seen them
3: all. Well, thank you very yeah, much. I got to shake. Yes. I appreciate your work.
7: Thank you. DJ Premier,
3: ladies and gentlemen. Thanks guys. for having me, everybody. Right. Thank you. And
7: much respect to both of y'all. Y'all are the accomplished artists that I'm a fan of. you know, I'm a big fan of both of you, Quest. You already know. Thank and, uh, and uh, we've To be been able to work
5: on records with this, yeah. man, i am like to, oh,
7: my God. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, shout out to Dan Charles, the Seath Man, and all the cast, man. Yeah, man, a, 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 shout out, man, Antoine Harris, everybody. Yeah, Antoine Harris, Afton, it's so many, but yeah, Tiana Taylor, too, She's she's good. Yeah. All right. One love, y'all. All
3: All right. This is Superstar Group Home, produced by the great DJ Premier on Quest Love Supreme on Pandora.
0: About to end. In the ghetto It's hard to survive Some have achieved that many brothers try But I realize Which life to choose I wanna make money So I gotta pay dues But there's no rules And you only have one chance If you fuck up kid You face the circumstance At night I used to scream and shout Living in a ghetto Trying to get the hell out So I would try As I watch my friends
3: die That was a uh, Superstar <laughs> Shout out to Cameo Uh dog now 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 that we're in reflection time there's so many questions that I forgot to ask him man i have, hold on, mostly samples i i man the freaking unbelievable sample yeah i hate him for that man i'm going to have to man. go yeah i don't know what that you is you just
2: got to go go to the studio find out what it is and report back to us that's all
3: i think even then he was like he'll give me the stab, but just won't
5: tell me what it
3: is from which it came. <laughs> He's so old school with it. I'm like, oh. but he said, he
2: said all the pads are laid out right there, so you just gotta go one I after know. other. I, you can find out what the sample is. I just want to
3: go to sleep at night. I don't want to redo the song.
2: I don't you, don't. you don't have to redo the song. Just go and hit one pad, then the next pad, and then you be like, oh, by the third one, you should have it figured out.
3: I still believe that it's you remind. That's me. Does
5: you remind me? Yeah. If you think it's you remind me, I would say that you got to recreate it then. If you can recreate it off of you, remind me, then.
4: Challenge. Challenge.
5: You know yeah, get your the tap on. <laughs> but, I, but you know, he said it and you, remind me, so that's it. Well, you know. It, it, right, yeah, this was on tape. You can't own no loops, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, nah, man, preem like, dog, he is so, like, just working with Mr. Yo, he does, you saw him old school, like, he is very old school. He still very much operates like it's still 95 in a good way. You know what I mean? Like it's just Well, he's true.
2: Man, yeah. I just realized something else we forgot to talk about. What?
5: The Limp Biscuit
2: record. Oh, uh Oh, I forgot who about that. Be the that? boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <was> like why <laughs> wasn't it right? <laughs> I I just hope he got paid very well for that cuz <laughs> that was that beat I was mean, too crazy. are you going to front or it was too good the, for the, him? It was too good for Limp Biscuit. It should have been a Method Man solo
5: record. We could Oh, man, we forgot well, not forgot, but uh we the Black Eyed Peas uh Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, BP Empire mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm.
3: And I forgot to ask him about in this business of rap. <laughs> so we still haven't figured out what that uh what that sample is, what that vocal sample is. I don't have like half the acapellas he does like and it's not like MOP or mm. it, it, like it's where are these records coming from that these you acapellas
2: know, you know one that's always also bugged me it's it's not Primo but it's a uh, high The Sun God okay. the, the common record Common sense in a ghetto in Chicago, like that's too perfect for a common record. <laughs>
5: too perfect. Somebody made that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know that, that the one uh, I know for the one he just did the record with. Uh, oh God, the Dre record, the Animals, the on Compton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to that one. Anim- Anim- Animals is the one. I'm with you. Animals is that one is dope.
3: I liked it. He man.
5: chopped up. You like Compton? No. Okay. Okay. I, 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 this is Questlove Supreme. But nah, he chopped up some, um, it's like some guy from Detroit. Like he samples a lot of like indie 12-inch like sandbox automatic Mm, Right, 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 right. Like he does a lot of that. But I just want to know what his filing system is. Like he just listens to.
3: I don't believe that he's got it all in his head. I can't. Because it's like he has to take time to figure out loops, figure out drums. Right. And now figure out acapellas. Right. And practice scratching them shits. That's like four extra jobs.
5: I think he, I, I can believe it because Knife is like that to a degree. Like Knife would pull like vocal samples and stuff like, you know, cut. He would, I think sometimes it comes to them as they're making the beat and it's just kind of recall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this would sound good with that. So, Steve, any memories of,
3: because you engineered. Art, uh, for some of the people that don't know, uh, Sugar Steve uh, was a full-time engineer at Electric Lady Studios. Uh, during the time of uh, D'Angelo's Voodoo album and and some other things, actually, you did two Primo songs. You did you track uh, uh, for Common? Uh, the Sun God one he was just talking about. I was there for that. You were there. For that? no. oh, yeah. oh, that's From right. High technology. Norman, that's right. By that point, we were just you know everything was getting done on Electric Lady. But you also for the Sixth Sense. Oh yeah, we you were there for that, and you were there for Devil's Pie.
6: I'm actually on the skit. With you oh. right after the sixth sense or right before right it, right before the sixth yeah, with Angie and them,
4: yeah. <laughs>
5: what is that? What is that? To did you uh, right dis- before dis- me? Oh, did you just disretrospect me like yeah, that? Yeah,
3: yeah. All right. yeah, we, I was like, going, I'm, I'm the worst at, at making skits, and of course, I even said later, you know, someone called Prince Paul up to yeah, yeah. do these skits correct because you know, I it was the last thing on my mind. But do you have any memories of a primo, like,
6: well, yeah, the devil's pie um sessions. Are very memorable because I had never seen anything like that, you know, being done by even amateurs. I remember a
3: stack of records like he had his stack of records like it was at least a hundred deep, mm-hmm. and he was just going through stuff. Nope, 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 nope. And after a while, like I, after forty five minutes, and I just went into the break room and.
6: Are you talking about for for when he was putting the when he was the vocal putting the samples? scratches on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he kept. Coming up with the slice and the pie and yeah, this yeah. And that, you the, know, the like, whole
3: trying to eat and the, yeah,
6: and yeah. I just never seen anything done like that, you know, by anybody. And then
3: and we well, were doing it on two inch, yeah, right? We were doing it on two inch, so right. it it was just the amount of of precision that that's when we realized. That's what I realized. Like,
5: oh, dude's not normal. He's really no, nah, he's not. He's really not.
3: And it sounds, even though it sounds. Uh, Simple It's really hard to Damn Now I'm thinking of all these things now I, would, I wanted to ask him Why he uses deep snares Instead of crack snares With the exception of uh, Coming for
5: that ass Which mm, mm, It was Blind Alley
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah Like yeah. That was a departure for him But it's like
5: uh, Next week Anyway
3: <laughs> Anything else we wanna
5: Wish we could've asked him Um Man, I think we well I, I want to get into uh Rue's so second album, Wrath of the Math. I want Physical to get, Stamina. I did not like Physical Stamina. I appreciate Physical Stamina, now. Do you know what it is? Do you know? I don't I didn't know. I what don't it. know what it is, okay. but okay.
3: So you know, when when I remember that album and Illadov Half-Life came out the same day okay. and we were on tour together uh like in 97 with uh J. and 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 us. It didn't hit me like the first record. Nah, not at all. I'm not saying it was a bad
5: record, but it tested my patience. It tested my patience. The moments on that record were like high, cause like like fucking invasion. That invasion, shit was hard. Frust- frustrated nigga. Frustrated nigga. Fucking uh, <laughs> cowboys. Boom. I didn't fuck with cowboys because well, of the disc. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what would you call it? Uh, what was the other joint? Um, the One. Fucking whatever. Well, he redid the Esther Phillips. Oh, oh. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. That was the one I was like. You know what? I didn't
3: like. I don't think I like. I felt one day was half cooked. I can, Yeah. First of all, it was like an a, a interlude. And it was released as the first single. That was the first single? Yeah, dog. Like it, oh. and that's back when like labels were sending you like by that point I was in a few DJ pools. So it was like, you know, sticker, new J Rule the Damager, one day. And you know, there was like uh like there was like buzz sheets, tip mm-hmm. sheets on there with the DJs of the country like, oh man, he's going hard on you know, on Biggie and, and Foxy Brown and you know, and I got it, and I played it, and it was just like it was no hook. Yeah, and it was kind of I I felt it was I very convenient was how he just tiptoed around when hip hop got to the West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, and right. then it got to the West Coast. <laughs> and I was like, hey, shook Knight, and uh, I got a plane ticket home, and that yeah, and we uh, we made the, the song home out. that
5: night <laughs> <laughs> one day. <laughs> Yeah, he did kind of, yeah, damn, that was the, I didn't realize that was, because the first one I heard was you playing yourself, which was. Well, yeah, one day was like a white label preview, and then you
3: playing yourself came out, and damn, we, I never got to ask him, what was Biggie's reaction to you playing yourself? Oh, man. Because, I mean, obviously, I mean, when you feel some sort of way, if, absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for yeah, no, nah, for real. For real. Well, uh, what is your all right, closing out, what is your Bill, uh, boss Bill, what is your desert island premiere? Album or single? Song. Song.
2: God. Um Can you come back to me? <laughs> this is hard. Um Pardon me wants to say mass appeal. But then there's... All
3: right, non-single. Non-single? What is, yeah, you Desert you Island, one song
5: is all you get. Non-single, primo. Non-single? So Cricklin' Dodgers would count. I'll give count. you
3: three. Fuck, we yeah, never even yeah. asked about and Dodgers, <laughs> too. Yeah. Shit.
5: So, so does that count or no? Mm-hmm. no Non-single. So non-single. All right, non-single, give me whatever by J. Rude. Give me Whatever uh, mm-hmm. Whatever 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 You want to do It's whatever I okay. gotta do my thing I gotta do oh, y'all cruise. Whatever the, That's okay. the Phillips joint Off, off the second uh, J-Rub album Give me that Give me um So three Okay three Give me that Give me uh Give me Above the Clouds Was that a Was yeah, that a single?
3: Yeah. Technically it was a B-side But I'll let you have
5: it Okay give me yeah. Above the Clouds And give me Uh Man, shit Man, give me X to the, X to the next Okay, that was, that was, was a single that? Damn, was that was a, a single, single. <laughs> Fuck, it was a single Okay, <laughs> all right, non-singles Okay, give me uh Hmm, give me uh, Take two and pass Daddy Hazel There you go, there you go.
3: I'll take that Well, on behalf the,
2: well, I mean, I I, I This I, show
6: I, does not care about my reflections <laughs> whatsoever <laughs>
3: Yeah, ask as as Steve, as
6: Steve, is this the
3: second week in a row we did this? Yes, Steve, it is. we got a minute left. Give us uh, your. I your liked what he was
6: saying about the the labels on the records. They're hypnotizing. They're magic. I agree with him about all that. For me, it was Soul Records. The two circles, watching them go around in circles. Yeah,
3: that's a good one.
6: I mean, I had the same experience growing up with, uh, with uh, the with the the delight and uh, Streetwise and and mm-hmm. Bell Records. If you ever heard of them, yeah, Bell, it? yeah. Um, and now it's the jazz records, the CTIs and the, the ECMs. The, the labels are, I think, an underrated uh, part of the uh, record experience. Um, and and then his whole thing about um, about taking the turntables apart and really being uh, in love with how turntables work, and then, you know, just how something that that he was so enamored with when he was so little became his entire career, and he you know really took it to the next level and all that. It's just incredible. That's cool. It was True Honey Buns a single? No, was. it was. It was yes, a, a video,
3: yeah. You know what's weird? And another reflection I have: was- I, I dated <laughs> yo, yo, here, side tidbit. I dated the person to whom True Honey Buns was We're directed to. Wow,
5: uh-huh. yes, mm-hmm. and it
3: was kind of a J. Rue versus a mirror moment, also. Ah, uh. <laughs> exclusive. Anyway, I think I, okay. anything else, uh, Steve? Nope. Well, on <laughs> behalf of <laughs> my ear, uh, boss Bill Fontigolo, uh, thank you again, Premier. This was uh, Course Love Supreme on Pandora, and we will see you guys on the next go round. Thank you. Questlove Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
7: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.
0: David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me.
3: But how do you lead a woman? How
7: do you lead
2: in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint?
7: David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio
1: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay
5: Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you From Carrie Hilson Adonis Mm -hmm. Back in the day I was 15, 14 Doing that album So like I said I was in school Like
2: okay
6: this is how you do it This is how you make a song There's a verse A Mm -hmm. a pre-chorus
2: I didn't know none of that You learned that over a summer bro That's what it felt like That's what it felt like Listen to
6: R&B Money On the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app Or wherever you get your podcasts
5: Imagine you're a fly on the wall At a dinner between the mafia The CIA And the KGB That's where my new podcast begins